We are back for another week of SVS Fly Fishing Podcasting. It is good to be back behind this microphone, my good friend Jay. Yeah, it's been too long. It has been, man. We've done a lot of stuff uh, since the last time we've been sitting at this table. Yeah, it's been busy. Busy times. It's that time of year. You know, we're getting out fishing a lot. Yeah, man. We had Memorial Day. We had Ryan's Muskie Meetup we got to talk about. We've been out three weeks in a row floating. Oh, yeah. So... Lots Chad got that. Uh, Chad got his project out on the water for the first time. Yeah, man, I did. Nothing it's else. Success. It's fun. It is so much fun. Uh, don't get me wrong. I still love rowing that drift boat, but this it's a different creature. It's a it's something that I think we could take into smaller waters, like uh like the one that used to row behind my old house in Hubbard. Yeah, that's really small. I know, dude, bro. I know. That's what I made it for. That's why I want this thing to be so super light. Well, with your fat ass in it. Well, my fat ass is not light. Yeah. You know. know. But but me and your dad were ferrying over yesterday uh, at the first dumping station. (laughs) And we were ferrying over some really, really shallow water. So I was was pretty impressed at how how low it drafts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Pops doesn't weigh much at all. And And I I do. No. And, you know, (laughs) boat was way up in the air, you know, but sitting down ass heavy. Uh, No, it looked like it did just fine. Just yeah. like the, it looks similar to the raft. I mean, I was doing endos all day, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> That's funny as shit. Great times. Ah, tonight's show brought to you by Predator Fly Gear. Check them out at PredatorFlyGear.com. A-Rex Hooks. A-Rex Hooks.com. Tonight's show is being recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check Mark out at UrbanFlyCompany.com. Sims Fishing. SimsFishing.com. Hey, our first stories are going to have to do with the next sponsor of the show, Queen City Guiding. Check out Ryan at queencityguiding.com. Don't call the bank, call Frank. And Yeti, Bill for the Wild. So, uh, let's start chronologically. Uh, about four weeks ago, the Muskie Meetup up in uh, Springville, New York, our boy Ryan's shop. That was a fun time, man. It was. We got to do some fishing beforehand. Yeah. So... We, we woke up early and started driving. We, we did. We had our, our good buddy Dick Gross with us. That was much to our wife's dismay. They were trying to kick us out Friday night. 
Mm-hmm. They're like, why the fuck are you guys leaving Saturday at three in the morning when you just leave now? I think they had, I think they had plans for dudes to come over. They probably did. <laughs> they probably we, did. We they were both, they both had the same plan because they work right across from each other, so they talk at work. Yeah, I think we put a, a hitch in their plans by staying. Mm-hmm. So, but we did leave about three in the morning. Dick hopped in the uh, the old Toyota, and so did we. <laughs> yep. And uh, hit the road north. Went all the way up to the Canadian border. He did. <coughs> and saw some of the coolest things that I think I've ever seen. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, went to a familiar place, you know, a place I've been to a lot of times. And it just, that time of year, I don't know if it was just the way the conditions were or had been for a while. I'm not sure what that all is based off of, but it was as clear and as low as I've ever seen it. And it was cool. You could see everything. You could see every feature in the bottom. You could see, Every fish <laughs> at I, the bottom. I never let my feet get wet there before. Mm-mm. But it was low enough and clear enough that I didn't mind going out knee deep. You yeah, know? you could yeah, you could definitely walk. You were fishing the next shelf, it almost felt like. Yeah, and when we went down, I was out my pecker was under the water. That's how far out I was wading. Oh, I know. I was telling you to take some pictures of me just so <laughs> send them to my wife and she then she really had guys over. Yeah. Floating down the river, but you'd be bobbing. Mm-hmm. Your nose would be like a flag, like a diver down flag. Only, you know, it might have saved my life. It'd been like a snorkel. I gotta kept it up out of the water, or up out of the get air out of the water. Yeah. Oh man, but Jay's nose saved him. There were more fish swimming around. They looked like drum or something. They were everywhere. It was mm-hmm. cool. Nothing one to bite. Yeah, the rud, drum, smallmouth, uh, and some five foot, six foot, seven foot long monster sturgeon in there. The lake sturgeon. Yeah. yeah. There were a, quite a few. It was pretty cool to see. I've never seen anything like that. So I was I was upstream from you probably probably 100 yards, I'd say, mm-hmm. when I was up at that point. And I had one pop up in front of me. I was like, I, So I looked down and I was like, yell, Jay, oh, there's one right here. I looked down and a fucking Shamu jumped in front of him. I was like, mine doesn't count anymore. <laughs> I watched that fish rise all the way up to where, when it jumped off the bottom, or when it, I watched it come all the way up and, and porpoise and everything. And I'm like, my eyes were, fuck, giant. I mean, I my mouth was in the water. I mean, it was that was something incredible to see. <laughs> so your eyes were normal size? Yeah, <laughs> they opened up the normal level. Yeah, they normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Instead of being slits, it was not. Nah, that was just something else, man. And then I, I kept watching them swim up the bank and seeing them eat all this, like seeing them eating off the grass. And I'm like, huh, huh. So I threw a nymph on. Yeah, why not? Yeah, <laughs> it takes two to tango, right? Yeah, you know, I, I could sit here and watch you all day, but. <laughs> But I'd rather touch you. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to uh, try so, to put a hook in your ass. So did that that line ever work for you at the bar? No. I can sit here and watch you, but I'd rather put a hook in your ass. No, no. Oh, I got another story I gotta tell. <laughs> but but go for it. <laughs> oh no, yeah. We saw. Well, you saw a muskie. You know. I did. Yeah, you got to see a muskie swimming around. There was there was all kinds of stuff. But yeah, I put that on and was drifting through back and forth and. Next thing I know, my indicator, my my buoy is down. <laughs> I got a buoy down, and buoy next down. next thing I know, I'm 
my rod is like doubled over. It's, I had an uh, 11 and a half foot six weight switch rod. and <laughs> The best rod for fighting big fish. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you hook a five foot 70 pound sturgeon. Yeah, that, that was real adequate. So, but it did take off. Chad watched it take off into the middle of the river. I mean, it was on long enough for Chad to grab a net, take a picture. I mean, yeah, I grabbed the net. What the what the hell are we gonna do with a net? With oh no, phone? you didn't grab the net. You just grabbed your phone and a yeah, d- yeah. Dick grabbed the net. I'm like, I don't know what you're gonna do with that net, but we're gonna try something. But yeah, it took off, man. That fish took off for the middle of the river. And then decided to turn around and come back because there's no way I was reeling. You know, I was, yeah, you're not. Gonna, you're I not wasn't gonna, pulling it in. You're not going to catch the fish. No, <laughs> no. But it was something else. It was. It was cool to. You've even tangoed with one for and feel it for just a second. You got to feel the power and see it. Like I, I saw my line down to it. I'm like, oh, here we go. No way. So what? What did he? Eat? A little stone fly? Yeah, a little stone. Yep. Nice. Uh, barbless. Ah, even better. Yeah. I looked at it after my. Oh, I got this one from Pat a while back. Yep, that was a barbless one. Shit. <laughs> no wonder it popped off. So we're gonna blame Pat for that. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> not not your seven X and. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, there was no way. I, I don't. Yeah, there was no way I was pulling it in. It would have got near the shore and then would end up breaking me off or something anyway. So. Yeah, but but still, it, like you said, it is cool, and we got to see a bunch of them, and they were yeah. they're fun to watch, even if we weren't catching. I threw a clouser out, and I had one pop up right beside my clouser before it sunk. Scared the ever-living shit out of me, man. It made me sick of my balls. Yeah, that one was probably four foot. <laughs> yeah. It was a, like a, a quote-unquote littler one. Yeah. And that, man, they were... Yeah, I've never seen... They look like the uh, like the lake trout in the fall, you know? Yeah. Just all over the place coming up off, off the bottom and super what? cool. But then after that, we went and... Uh, so from that we went straight to the anchor bar and had original buffalo wings. Yes, yes, they're they're good. Yes, they were. There are better bars in Buffalo, I think, but it was good company, good wings, and the beer was cold. It's always the best thing as long as the beer is cold. Absolutely. So and Dick bought, so I, we appreciate that very much. Hell yeah, thank you, Dick. From there we went to uh to Ryan's shop, and. <laughs> we we all passed out at Ryan's shop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what? You fell asleep in the car with the air conditioner on? Yeah. Well, I woke up. Well, I, not at first, but I woke up sweating my ass off like an hour later, and then put the air conditioning on for like the last forty-five minutes to an hour. My second hour. Your of second sleep. nap. <laughs> what? Dick fell asleep in his car, but he ended up driving over by me because I flopped out. A, in a park under a shade tree, like a hobo. And he came over and like fell asleep beside me. That way I, I didn't get rolled or someone didn't come over and Narcan me unknowingly. You ended up in uh, Bill Cosby's basement. Yeah. I, the, that might, that's the next to last place I'd want to be. But What's the first one? I don't know. That's still up for grabs. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were in Buffalo. Maybe OJ's uh wasn't he a buffalo? <laughs> I think he was a bill. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then we went we hung out in Ryan's shop until uh until the musky meetup happened. Man, he has a nice shop up there. Mm-hmm. I I can't say it enough. It's uh it's growing. Every time we go there it gets a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. Yep. So 
And he's doing good things. That musky meetup was fun. We get to meet a bunch of listeners of the show. They come up and just say, hey, what's happening? We listen yeah, to was. the show. Yeah, it was cool. So uh, that was nice. Nice to put uh, some names to people that we've talked to online and people listen to us. So it's nice. Um, yeah, good beers. The, the brewery was really good. I liked it. It was really good. Yeah, the food was great. Yes, I had a Monte Cristo. I forgot about that. Yeah. So yeah, I remember. I, I, I you, everybody doesn't, you know, they're <laughs> beef on weck, blah blah blah. I like beef on weck. Okay, I'm, I'm a Philly cheesesteak guy anyway. I like my, I like my chip steaks. I like, I like that kind of shit. Uh, give me a, give me a French dip. I'm a French dip guy. I love all that kind of stuff. So that's right up my alley. So throw me some beef on weck, bruh. Yeah, it was good. I what, liked I, it. I think I drank 14 sours that night. But yeah, met some other cool people too. Uh, got to see our buddy uh, Dom. <clears throat> Dominic, yeah, Streamer King Flies. Um, he was he was in. He was tying some flies at the event. He was there before too, hanging out. And, you know, got to catch up with him a little bit. hadn't seen him. Well, I saw him on the Niagara last year, and we so we caught up there. But it's been a little while, so yeah. it was good to see him. I hadn't seen him since the last time I fished the beast, which was like three or four years ago. So it was nice catching up. And he's so helpful when he's tying flies. He tells you what he's doing, why he's doing it. And he has some damn good flies. Oh yeah, yeah, beautiful flies. T bones are, T bones are off the hook. Yes, absolutely, for sure. What else what? We, was uh some uh other uh, cool guys? We uh man uh who was, gosh I gotta think of fly fishing. Yeah, yeah. We had hot bidet talk. Yes. All day. We did. And all night. We did. We were talk- I remember sitting on the couch talking about my butthole being sprayed with water. And how many PSI it takes to penetrate. We did fucking talk about that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> what did we settle on? Like nine? No, he said nine's way too much. Oh, he said that- nine will definitely go in. Oh, that's what I said. Yeah, nine, <laughs> like settled on nine, like definitely penetrating your ass. Yeah, I think he said four's like the best. Four? Oh, yeah, because we were cranking it to seven. I'd be a seven man. You'd be a seven man? You, oh, you yeah. want it up in there? Oh, a little bit. <laughs> you know, if I'm washing the outside, might as well clean the in, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't keep on this up, but hey, talk, come on. That was, it, was a lot, it was a lot longer on the couch. It, it was. And I said, well, we definitely told him we, we would bring it up. Yes. But that I think, I think we thoroughly covered hot bidet talk. Okay. Okay. Cool water, not warm water, right? <laughs> cool water is cheaper than warm water. Yeah, better goes cold. Yeah, because he said the the other ones you have to pipe in a, a hot water line. Mm. So I'm not, I'm not all about that, and I haven't talked my wife into it yet. We have have not ordered a bidet. I have tried one at a at a, a we were working at at somebody's house, you know, and they had one. So, so. you used their bidet? Well, yeah, I mean it was there, right? So how, how'd you like it? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so the shop I used to work at in Wheatland installed one. Nothing like a bunch of truck drivers blowing their asses out <laughs> in the in the shop. <laughs> I ain't been home in a while. Oh my! But uh, all right. Okay. Back um, to the finer things. Back there to was the- a, it was an awesome event. We got a tons of stuff given away. That was awesome. Yeah. What? What were some of the sponsors? A- uh, Rex Hooks. 
Uh, Wolf Rod. Wolf Rods. You, you just went right to the deep end. Going for the rod first. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just popping off the top of my head. Streamer Kings was a was a sponsor. Urban Fly Company was a yep. sponsor. Um, uh, device that that Dom ties on. Um, Nor Norvice. Yeah, Norvice was a sponsor. Cortland. Yes. I think there were some Cortland lines, right? Yeah. Um, some shirts and different things, other things given away. Lots of stickers. Lots of stickers. Uh, SVS gave away a shirt. Um, but yeah, that it was fun. Yeah, flies and, and all kinds of stuff. And there were a lot of dudes there talking musky. People in New York were amped. I'll yeah, they you. were. The, it's got to be hard when you're ready to fish them, and uh, and you got close season. Mm-hmm. Us, us people in PA are blessed with the the season all year round. So, it's it's pretty cool. And uh, our buddy Ra- or, uh, Torg just uh put that open season to good use yeah he did i know I, he's gotten i know he's gotten two fish he's posted so far one was on one of mark's flies and the 40 he just caught or whatever it was a 41 or i know he said he was in the 40 club so we'll call it a 40 whatever i don't know if it was over or if it was a 40. we'll call it a 49 perfect <laughs> whatever that one was he got caught on a t-bone from from dom yeah from dom so, he's so. sharing the love yeah i like it man so I talked about Ashley and not talking her into uh, getting a bidet quite yet. Mm-hmm. So today, like I said, Jackson stayed the night last night, and him and Ashley and Nolan went over fishing, and I was upstairs wishing I had a bidet because I was going to the bathroom. <laughs> and my phone rings. It's my wife. She said, you have to come over here now. I have a hook in my thumb. So I, I do my cleanup business, and... uh I grab a piece of 50-pound mono and a pair of bolt cutters because I have no idea what she's using, you know? Mm-hmm. No idea. So I walk over there. She had a Joe's fly with the fucking treble hook still on the back of it. Mm-hmm. The treble hook buried to the bend in her, in her thumb. Okay, this, this it sucks, but it's not going to be bad. So I take the bolt cutters. I cut the, the Joe's fly off of the treble, so... Sure. When I do the mono yeah. loop, uh, it won't get won't get hooked. I won't get hooked on it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I said, "Hey, let's go up to the kitchen where there's light, where we have access to like sturdy counters and stuff." And she's like, "Okay." And we get halfway up there, and my son yells, "Ollie has a hook in his paw!" I'm like, oh my god! I freak out. I'm like I threw my pliers, and then she gets pissed because I get upset. What, what's going on? And then I walk over and he said, no, Ollie doesn't have anything in his paw. I said, you should put a hook in his paw since he put that in mom's hand. No, don't, don't, don't screw a dad like that. Not this moment in time. So <laughs> your blood pressure was fucking and skyrocketed oh already. And now your blood rock, uh, your uh, blood pressure is way up there. I thought blood was going to come out of my ears. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but so, my wife pissed at me. Oh, don't go! Don't get mad like that. I'm allowed to. I'm gonna get that hook out of your hand. Don't don't piss me off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This could hurt a lot or a little. So we go up into the kitchen. I I got my 50 pound mono. I tie it in a loop. I put it over. I push the thing down. And she's like, ooh, ooh, this is gonna hurt, isn't it? This is gonna hurt. I said it's not gonna feel good. You know. I said on three, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it out. And I said, it, it might hurt, it might not, I, I don't know. 
And she said, okay, and put her hand down. I go, one, two, pop. She said, is it out? I said, yeah. I said, you're used to telling me is it in, and now you're saying is it out? <laughs> but, yeah, it was no must, no fuss. It was just a real little treble, so it came right out, and all's good in the world. Oh, jeez. Well, yeah, it happens, man. It sure does. So all of us, we get twenty minutes. Um, I get three three flow trips in me. You were on two of them. Do we want to go chronologically? Sure. Okay. And you got one that I didn't do. I wasn't a part of. Correct. Yeah, I got a family. Okay. Yeah. I'll do mine. Then you do your family one. Then we can convene for the the last two. Cool. So, uh. Three weeks ago, uh, a family that is on Nolan's baseball team, they they go out and they float a little bit. And I said, why don't you come up to our neck of the woods? Because the, the mom and dad grew up in Lawrence County. So they did. They never came up into our area. They always went south. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why don't you come up to our area? I'll show you guys around a little bit. And, you know, we'll have a good day of it. And then... uh. We we were gonna do the float that we did yesterday, and I had my big boat, and we just we couldn't get in, so we ended up doing the, ne- the next float down. And the morning started out; the river was at four hundred cubic feet, which is perfect, absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. By the time we get there's there's a low head dam on this stretch, and normally it's easy to get over it; it's no muss, no fuss. And I said, with four hundred cfs, we we'll be able to get over. It was two families. My family was in the drift boat, and they, they were each on a kayak. And I was like, 400 CFS, we, we should be able to get over this. Easy breezy. We scooch over, or we get to the dam, and I look. I said, this is not 400 cubic feet per second. I pull my phone out real quick. It's 1,000. It's like, oh, no, oh, no. And Especially that, with kids and stuff, man. That's, that's what was scary to me. And uh, so I... I told my wife, I said, you get Nolan and get the dog. for Put him on a leash and hold him up on the, the bank. Because there's like a concrete pad there. I was like, you hold them right here. Do not move. And I got the boat over the dam by myself, which really sucked. I, I held onto the back of it and just slid. Like it pulled me like I was water skiing. And I, I got into that little eddy right below it. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. Well, that that's a hard part. So after that, we got the other family, all three of their kayaks. We just walked them down, and there, there's a little island down there. Mm-hmm. We walked them down to the middle of that island, like, and set them there. And I was like, all right, now what are we going to do with my boat? <laughs> so You had another grown man with you? Yeah, I had another grown man. But the way that the rocks were at that next feature, I couldn't get my boat through it. And I, I was like, well... I'm just going to send it. I'm going to send it down. And we're going to have to row through this stuff. And my wife was shaking. She's like, I said, all you have to do is sit. (laughs) It's on me. (laughs) But we ended up not being able to get into safe water fast enough to start rowing because it was too shallow. And we had an extra 100 pounds with the dog. So we ended up just kind of getting out. I tied the anchor rope off on the front, and we sent it over the next feature, and I just swung it over with well, the anchor cool. rope. Yeah, there you go. That's a good yeah. idea. So it, 
it worked out. It was a little trickier, a little more stressful than than we thought it should be. Yeah. But it, it was still effective and uh, safe. At the end of the day, it was safe. When we got all four vessels to blow both features, we popped a bunch of seltzers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. These things are not half bad. They're not. You drinking the mojito? No, you're not. You're drinking strawberry something. Yeah, it tastes like iced tea. My wife bought these. She, it said poolside. She fell for the marketing, and uh, yeah. she hates them. So I'm forced to drink them. Oh, <laughs> no, as long as she hates them, I was gonna feel bad if I was drinking all your wife's booze. Strawberry melon fizz. Yeah, it tastes like iced tea. That's that's next on my list. So I feel drunk. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> it's doing its job. Yeah. <clears throat> but you did your family float? Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, oh. Water was high that weekend. It was a, it was the day after you, or no, it was the day before you guys went. And fishing part of my trip, we caught nothing. Okay. <laughs> it, it was right. It was the day before or the day after. I think we did ours on a Sunday. I think you did yours on a Saturday. Yeah, I forget what we had Sunday going on that we couldn't do it. It wasn't podcast. <laughs> I know. I can't remember what the hell it was. Oh well. Oh no, my my cousin had that uh, her little wedding thing. That's what it was. My cousin, little cousin's getting married. Yeah. But uh. Anyway, yeah. So we we went on float. It was a good time. Went up to the the trout stream, and uh. My daughter wasn't sick, but she still she didn't really she didn't really fish. She really wasn't feeling the fish, and was just fine. You know, with with the conditions. I mean, I would have loved to have had you or and Pops or somebody else like <sighs> stripping a giant streamer the whole day, just because it was it was really nice. It was nice and colored up, but low and felt like fish had been the right places. My wife, I mean, we did we we picked up a lot of fish, a lot of fish. Um, we had to get we probably got honest probably seven browns. Three of them were wild. Okay. So biggest wild fish was probably 15 inches. Anything on streamers or? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I got a brown on the streamer. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. She didn't get any. Just me. And it was I got a couple smallmouth on the streamers, and uh, one rainbow. Any big smallmouth? Or were they just a smaller? Guys? Yeah. No, my wife got a nice one. Probably 15, 16 inches. Nice. And then she it she's hold. I said, all right, we'll put it back in the water for a second. You know, I get to pull out of the way and hook you know up and. So nothing's going nuts, you know, or nothing goes, you know, haywire. Bye-bye, big guy. Well, no, she she sits it in the water, and then she's, like, looking up at me for a second and, like, looks back down in the the in the in net, and, like, the fish is gone. Like, she's, like, looking for a hole in the net, and I'm like, there's no hole in the net. Like, that's that big. I would know, you know, and I don't know. He just got away. So no picture, but it was nice. She caught that fish, and, you know, she had fun, so... I mean, we didn't, you know, the water was moving pr pretty good. I mean, there was a little bit of current to it. And, like, that one night, decent wild brown, I didn't get pictures of it either because we were going down through a riffle. She's she's rowing, so now yeah. it's already chaotic. I hooked this fish, you know what I mean, and everything's. And then I so I get the fish and just pull the hook out, just, you know, pop him back in the water as quick as I could. He was gorgeous, though. It was a male, you could tell. Yeah. But uh, I caught a little one, a little bitty, bitty baby one, too, on a, on a spinner. Oh, how cute. It's probably seven inches. I thought it was a brookie at first, but I got it closer. I'm like, oh, that's a little baby brown. That's pretty cool. Was it real colored up when it being that little? Oh, yeah. It had yeah. big spots. It had the the big uh, bar yeah. marks or whatever. Yeah. The big blue marks on going down the side. It was beautiful little fish. So we had a good time. Bunches of rainbows. 
cut one rainbow just i mean you know especially the water warming up like that i mean it hit it came out of nowhere and it just smashed a spinner my wife had on nice immediately going the other way i mean it was probably 15 16 inches in itself a few big big ones and this thing's doing cartwheels you know what i mean in the air just turned her drag down (laughs) to tighten it up a little bit you know like i was awfully loose but you know it, it was fun for her she was having a good time with that so Jay won't come in. Mm-hmm. Like what the hell? I was like, it's a big one. What the hell is happening here? I'll reach over. <laughs> I remember it, my first trout, Abby. Click that down <laughs> a few times and right in. But yeah, it was fun. We had a good time. Bunches of fish. Like I said, it was a lot of little dink, small mouse, but no, they keep you know keep you keep keep my wife busy between you know yeah. any decent fish. So but between uh, her jokes about your nose and face, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. I, I told her she has to start doing that more if she's going to sit in a rower seat. She has to make fun of you. The uh, <laughs> Riley's going to start doing it soon, too. <laughs> she likes it. We like going. She likes going up there because of scenery. Yeah. You know, it's scenic. And got the first, a few weeks ago when we went, when my daughter was sick, we saw probably four bald eagles. And this last time we saw two, all kinds of other stuff, you know. Yeah. Deer, everything but a bear, I felt like. We saw deer and bald eagles yesterday, in our yeah. in our urban float. Oh sure, yeah, they're all, they're there. Yeah, I was I I hadn't seen the eagles there the last couple of times. It was nice to see that. And that one was first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. When I say first thing in the morning, I mean, boom, first thing in the morning. <laughs> it was first thing. <laughs> uh, but we oh so you know where we took out at Chad because we we I was I cut that float a little short because it was with them and we got it a little later and just you know. Uh, you remember when those guys came down and did the uh, yeah the the winter uh, polar bear challenge yeah yeah they did this uh, not yeah in yeah, the cold the polar, water yeah the polar plunge yeah right there we took out right there I was able to back the trailer or back the boat right down or trailer right down and or at least pretty far helped us out a, quite a bit you know being my wife and I having to take the boat out just ourselves that's nice that that's nice you can get down close to it yeah. A little better than going the whole way. Yeah. You know, you need like four guys for that one. Going down the whole way is nice. You miss a lot of nice water not doing it, but it adds a lot of time. And if you're with your wife and family, I I understand the point of going half, like half distance. Yeah. Then, you know, go and get good sandwiches. That was nice. She loves getting the, the, she loves going to the sandwich place and the, you know, good food and. Yeah. That that makes it the end of a trip, getting some food in you, some sustenance. Oh yeah, yeah, that was awesome. You know, we need to start doing what we did yesterday afterwards if, a little more often, if we're on that float. Oh yeah, you mean getting some wings and some beers? Yeah, yeah, or, we don't do that very often afterwards there, and that is a nice little decent little place. It's nice that uh, yeah, we we finished so early. By the time we were done having a couple beers and some food, it was only two o'clock. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, you know me. I'm I'm one that always wants to be an early riser. I know you. Sometimes you don't like when I tell you you have to be up at the ass crack of dawn. Yesterday we had to f- for Pat. But. Yeah, you know what? It's changed since I've gotten my new job. I I wake up a lot earlier now, even on weekends, except today because I was wore out. <laughs> I didn't wake up early either. I think I ended up rustling around about eight thirty today. But uh, so. Last week, we did a float, um, maiden voyage, 
just a real short little float with my my tinny, mm-hmm. the nameless vessel. Yeah, we have to uh, get the. Hey, any listeners? Message chat on Instagram. You know, we'll we'll put a post up about it. We got to get this boat named. I, I'm not even saying within reason. I I just want the best name. You know, so use your uh, use your judgment. Don't throw discretion to the wind. Just use your best judgment of a name for the boat because I will have my wife make cricket stickers saying just about anything to put on there. <laughs> so, yeah, the boat needs a name. But Johnny, my neighbor, helped me weld it all winter long. We finally got it watertight on Friday. We decided to go do a float on what? Do we float Saturday or Sunday? It, it doesn't matter. No, I don't know. It doesn't matter, but we did a, a real short it float. It was Sunday. Yeah. We did a real short float. And uh, what small? We did our favorite stretch of the river. Yes. And you could, you could. I like putting in where we put in. Yeah, you can make it a long day if you want. Yeah. But we, uh, we didn't catch many smallmouth. Jace, right off the bat, caught that decent one. Yeah. We caught a lot of variety of fish, though. Mm-hmm. What? I caught a hybrid. John caught a... No, I didn't catch a hybrid. I caught a walleye. Mm-hmm. You caught a hybrid. Mm-hmm. John caught that flathead. Mm-hmm. What? That was crazy to see. I caught a perch. Your dad caught a... No, I caught Blue. a crop. I caught a crop. Your dad caught a bluegill. Bluegill. Yeah. Rock bass. Yeah. Ever caught. Um, yeah. Yeah, right off the bat, Jace caught that one. We didn't see too many more fish on the way down through there. Then right at that, we saw... Then this, we started seeing some fish. Yeah. But you caught a fish on a fly that a listener tied. Yeah, well, Chad goes... Chad goes Racing across the river again, like he always does. We get down there. Next time I'm tying him, I'm tying him to the boat. I'm gonna fucking tie you up with a rope. Good, good luck, sucker. I'm gonna, tie, I'm gonna push you down in the water. Be behind you and just push you from behind. Foul you, push into the big current. See you swimming down there. All right, Chad. I'll see you later. I gotta go catch this hybrid for you. But you were using a stupid fly the first time around, so I got lucky. Yeah, so, so stupid. Bob Clouser designed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid little fucking clouser minnow. Uh, those work for those work for the brown bass, but you know, I don't know. I've caught a lot of hybrids on. I them, have to. I'm just teasing it, you. It's just last week. It, it's it's it was, Jace was giving me the reasons he thinks, and he's usually pretty. He's usually on point when it comes to these things. He, yeah. He said he hadn't seen any of the bait fish that were there before. Yeah. And those are clouser sized bait fish. Then you know, once they all move out, then the hybrids are eating like. Real food, yeah. Like other fish, like small crappies, small bluegills, small smallmouth, shit like that. Yeah. So that's what his his thought process was. I don't know, but I went over there with the D and D, or it's um, it's like a Sid D and D type of hybrid. I think it's D and D, but I mean, it looks looks like a like a nice hybrid between the two almost. But swims. Oh my gosh, man, that fly swims so good. I love it. Do we say Zach tied that? No, not yet. Okay. We're getting there. Sorry. I was leaving the suspense. Oh, I'm sorry. I ruined it. I stepped on, <laughs> I stepped on your story. <laughs> no. How long have we been doing this? <laughs> uh, so, you, yeah, you ran through there, and then, yeah, I, I go over with uh, that D&D that Zach tied, because I was on the trout float the weekend before with my family, and it hadn't left it. It was stayed on the same rod, same setup, pretty much all, everything. It was still there yesterday. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's still there yesterday. 
Yeah, when I put the fly on, the fly, the fly stays on. And if it gets little, if the leader gets nice and gritty, I'll take the leader off, especially if I'm going to go for hybrids. You will exploit that. And you just tie a new one on. And the, f the fly goes right back on. So you lose the fly. So I haven't lost it yet, and, it, and, it, and it's got me some fish. So I go over there. You went through there with the clouser, and I'm like, oh, man, it's uh, I'm going to go try. All right. I didn't have confidence after you went through there with the clouser. But again, all you, I mean, all you're doing is slapping through and, you know, rip, 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 you know, second. It was probably, that was probably first five cast. And bam, there she was, man. Oh, I love it. I missed it. It was my first one of the year, so immediately, you know, all I'm doing is clearing line, pushing line away from the rod, away from my, you know, so it doesn't get caught on anything and can take some drag off. And it sure did. That was and high, I fought it like a little sissy. That was a high water fish, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was out of, I was out of. You're out of experience. Yeah, for, for it's first one of the year, and it's been it's been quite a while since I hooked into one. So I'm, you know, something else fighting one of those fucking things. It is. It's you know you gotta you gotta really put it to them, and yeah, they're really putting it to you, and especially in the, all that current, man. They're using that current. They pull their head and get, catch their head, and that big, you know, they're. I was showing my wife. I'm like that fish that even you caught the other day, man. I think you're. It was like fucking twelve inches tall. Yeah. It's like a foot fucking tall. If it gets c turned in the current the right way and all that current against that big-ass frying pan body, it's, man, they could really put it to it. You yeah. Know what I mean, they're really pulling hard. They are. So, But, you know, you guys were side, now you're telling me, give it a little side. Uh, side pressure. Yeah, and I, you guys were standing right where my rod should be if I was giving them side pressure, so I didn't move you guys <laughs> out of the way and then side pressured it right to you. It was perfect. Move it or lose it, asshole. <laughs> you guys are right in the, you guys are in the way. Move. But it was ah, it went good. It was fun. I uh, my arm was, you know how that is, man. My arm was sore, dude. I had to, I had to switch raw arm, you know, shake my arm out for half a second. I'm like, man, it's been too long, been too long. So, I went back down there. I had an hour to kill this week, on Thursday, I think. And I went back down there. I was like, Jake, caught that fish on a big yellow fly that Zach died. Mm -hmm. So, you have the guest box. I had one sex dungeon that Zach tied with a big flappy tail. It was all in yellow. And went down there. Second cast. I feel that mouth snatch at fly. And I just raise my rod just a little bit to set the hook. You know, just like we do. You don't trout set. You don't strip strike. You just kind of add pressure. Mm -hmm. Popped it right off. Hmm. It broke above the knot. I was like, oh, you son of a bitch. What was that? A hybrid. 15? Yeah. 15 pounds. And then I lost another one. Hmm. And I had two other fish hit that felt smaller, like smallmouth or walleye. But uh, it it was weird that the big yellow fly has been working. Yeah. But tied by Zach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, hey, what do you say? It's time. Yeah. Uh, PETA. We'll call Captain Pete. Captain Pete Romano. I can't wait to talk to him, man. Oh, man. Him and I can uh, share in stories of Pogo tarpinness. Hell po yeah. Pogo palm tree. Pogo palm trees. So, alrighty, guys, we will be back. I promise you I will. And we are back with Captain Pete Romano. What's happening, my man? 
What's up, guys? How you all doing? Oh, we're living the Western Pennsylvania dream up here, man. Love it. I see some photos on the social media looking great. You guys are killing it. Well, we're catching nice fish. We are not personally looking great. <laughs> we're, we're gaining every breath we take. We're gaining weight every breath we take. <laughs> what do you mean? Body. The last two, the last two nice fish we both caught, Chad. We even dressed up for our pictures. You're right. Button down shirts, like almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah look like it's, assholes. It, it's Pride Month. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, no. So, Pete, uh, let, let's yeah. let's get to talking about your home waters and uh, what what's been popping off lately, man. How uh, how's fishing been? Fishing's been epic. It's it's the spring. Um, we didn't get a lot of the crazy spring storms and rain that we normally get. I mean, we got some, but not enough to blow the fish out of the river. So we had a, you know, a real prolonged spring in my neck of the woods and um, it just increasingly got better. And then these migrator fish from uh, the Hudson River started coming through and it's just been really uh, lights out the last couple of weeks. It's been a really good season so far. Is it me or is it real life? But the pictures I'm seeing on on the social medias, all it looks like you guys are catching a lot more big fish than it seems like in years past. Yeah, you know, it's. Or is that just an my... Yeah, I don't know. It's funny with the, you know, with the the Instagram and the social medias, of, you know, is it is it more people putting them on, you know, putting them up and, and putting those fish up, or is it more people going out and targeting them? And I, you know, I I don't, I'm not sure because you you talk to, a lot of folks and, you know, these big bass need to be protected and they're. You know, they're they're at a moment right now where they're, you know, on on this endangered list and, and we're looking to, you know, not harm them. And people are saying they're not around in numbers. And then you go on social media and you see a lot of these things. And I think a lot of people go, well, you know, look, everybody's catching, you know, big bass. But somebody uh, much more into the science of it than me is always explained to me as like hot zones where these fish used to be before. Um, as opposed to where they are now. So if you're fishing for them in these spots where there just is an abundance of them, and that's kind of where they show up every year at that time, it looks to be like there's a lot of a lot of big bass around. But I guess in areas where these bass were prevalent 20, 30, even I guess maybe 100 years ago, they're not there. You know, inshore, you know, a lot of them in salt marshes and in different places that they used to be they're kind of not there, but with the technology and the boats, guys are kind of targeted them in these hot zones and getting on the bike. So I guess that's kind of the explanation with that. I don't know. Yeah. And are there new rules coming down, uh, like East coast wide for, for the striper regs is. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there is. And I know they're, they're talking about, you know, shutting the Hudson, the Hudson river bite, um, down where these fish, you know, spawn and, and hold over in the, in the winter. And I don't know, that hasn't gone into effect to my knowledge. I believe that's going into effect next year. Somebody I was talking to about that, but having these fish less pressure during the spawn. And from what I understand and the people that I've talked to about it, you know, that it's, we're at the point now where we need to make that decision because we won't have the big bass around in numbers it'll be too late if it doesn't happen now it'll be too late yeah they they did the conservation in the 80s and the and the bass came back and now they need to be 
protected again. I uh, apparently the the rules were are, are been laxed over the last you know forty years, and we're now in this decline. And we have a couple year class uh, fish that have been holding the straight bass population together, and if these fish come into sexual maturity too late and they don't spawn at the right time or they're taken out, you know, we're going to miss that, that big, you know, that big bass thing that everybody goes nuts for on the East coast. So to me, I, if I had to say it, I guess I think I don't say this enough out loud, but it's a sport fish, like how Florida has the tarpon. Uh Everybody comes to East coast to do it. Um, in my eyes, I know that's, that's wrong for the guys that are, commercial and and people that you know they want fair for their table you, you can't touch them i mean it seems like they're it seems like they generate a lot of money to this part of the country let's just stop let's just stop taking them you know you just that's it it's done yeah and fix I'm, it like they did in the golf with red snapper you know it's a five year you can't touch them you know what, what i don't know so is that gonna is that gonna hurt or hurt your fishing uh your time that you're fishing or is it they're just gonna shut the the Hudson down for a, a set block of time so, or what? Yeah. I don't know all the details to be honest with you with that, but I know that they're, you know, right now they changed it in the last two years. Now, you know, we, the, um, the size of fish that we could catch and it seems that everybody's proposing a different idea of, you know, what they think is best. Some people have, you know, uh, a fish that's smaller. Some people have, uh, you know, you can't catch them at all. Uh, uh, you know, a slop fish, oh, only catch fish that are this big and take out, so it's it's a mix of ideas, but as far as the the Hudson goes, from what I heard from somebody, which I don't know a hundred percent is true, but I I think it is, is that they're going to try to put like a um a, a ban on fishing for these fish during certain months of the year, why the fish are holding over and spawning in those tidal rivers. So there will be like an yeah, like an off season almost for them. Yeah, uh, like an off season for yeah. them. You know, which. Here in Connecticut, our tidal rivers don't, we don't have any, you know, regs on that. It's a year-round fishery. And with the uh, social media and the pandemic, it's really brought a lot of fishermen Has to it? these places. Yeah, so, it's really brought a lot of guys out. So the regulations are, are, like, are they keeping, like, are the laws against keeping them or fishing them in general? Like you said, in the Hudson, it'll be a time from time to time, whenever it is, you know, month to month or whatever uh, season, mm. but like everywhere else, is it, is it uh, no keep or how is it, how is it regulated now? So state to state, I believe is different in each state. They have their own regulations on what they do with, with straight bass. Some states um, pal in together and, you know, do whatever the other state is doing next to it. But I know it's state to state. So in Connecticut, we have a slot size fish, 28 to 35 inches that you could take one per day per angler and everything else has to go back. So in other words, if I were to take you out and you caught a trophy, uh, straight bass or a world record, um, you cannot take that fish. It has to stay in the water. You know, you cannot take that fish out of the water. You'd have to use circle hooks. Now, you know, you cannot use J hooks or an octopus hook. You have to use circles. So there's, there, there is regulation in, you know, in Connecticut to try to protect these fish um to me i just love them so much and they give us so much back i i kind of can't wrap my head around not necessarily not fishing for them but not taking any just a no creel limit in other words yeah 
I got a question for you. You just mentioned. Sure. Uh, you you mentioned that Connecticut it's all circle hooks. Is that even with fly gear? I don't think it is with fly gear. I don't know. I don't believe it is with fly gear. I that's a great question. It really is because I should. I honestly I should know that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see so. Fly gear, fly gear, circle hooks. Um, it's tough. That's tough. It's yeah. it's tough to set a it's tough to set a hook on on a fly with you know with a circle hook. It it a hundred percent could you know could be done and and I do see people tie them with them. The thing is, is most of the flies you're buying are not they're they're typically not tied on circle hooks. So unless you're tying them or you see ones that are tied on circle hooks, I think that the majority of people are not fishing circle hooks on the fly. Okay. I, I was just wondering. I didn't know if you had to be a fly tire to fly fish for stripers in Connecticut. On no, 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 you don't. No, you just, you just gotta, you just gotta go out there and do it. But no, I know what you mean. It's just, I don't, um, I just, I, I don't personally, um, use circle hooks on the, on the flies that I'm, that I'm throwing. But if we are using a live bait scenario or, um, you know, dead baits, we are using circle hooks. Yeah. And that, you know, they, the hookup ratio is tough, you know, and, and that's to protect the, you know, the fish. It's tough to get circle hooks are great when you're, you're moving a, something like an eel and you're drifting, but if you're anchored up and you're drifting a, a live lined bunker or a chunk off the bottom, uh, you know, circle hooks could get a little, a little tricky on your hookup rate. So, you know, it's definitely in the fish's favor. So I, I don't know if it was you or another uh, East coaster that told us was telling us about the, the snag and drop technique. With... I talked about that. I think last time. Okay. Is that not allowed anymore since you have to use circle hooks? Cause you can't really snag. Bait. It would. Yes. You can't yes, snag that, bait. that, 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 yes. To me, the way that I understand it when I read it, um, is that that would be, um, considered, considered illegal. Okay. Not that I'm sure guys are, are not, are not, you know, not following that rule, which, you know, it's probably not great, but yes, that, that now you would have to bring in the bait and then put it on a, put it on a circle and throw it back out. That's cool. So let's, uh, let's get to some good stuff, man. What have yeah. you, what have you been doing to catch these big giant bass th- oh, this time so of year? Yeah. Um, we, we just have been, honestly, me personally have just been following this year. Last year, I've been putting in a lot of time this year, starting off in the spring and um, just following these tides and targeting these independent bass in areas that uh, one may not uh, necessarily think to target a a big fish, um, you know, in in our river, we have a couple areas off the sides of the river and in some of the marshes and off the beaches that are almost, you know, almost like a flat, almost like a flat in Florida, but the water's not clear. So you don't see them as a flat, you know, guys will go, Oh, it's a flat over there. But in, in essence, it really is, whether it be a mud flat or whatever, when the tide drops down, um, you know, it's, it's three or four feet of water. Some areas are two feet of water. And during the spring, when these fish are in these rivers and these tidal rivers around where, where I am, a lot of guys are using the sonar and they're on top of fish and you're kind of marking a pot of fish. You know, we call them schoolies. So you're marking a, you know, you're marking a pot and you know, to drift through it and you can throw your, your flies or your, your lures and, you know, pick up these fish. You get a lot of cookie cutter bass. A lot of the smaller fish get to your fly or your lure 
faster than a, a, a larger bass that might be more, you know, maybe sitting on the bottom, a little bit more smart to the game. So what I've really been doing in the last last two years, but mostly a lot this year, spring, is targeting these large bass on these t- these outgoing tides up on these flats. So I'll come in really tight with the boat and say I might, I might be sitting in 10 feet of water and casting into three or four. And you're not marking any fish. So you get a lot of clients and buddies, you know, um, that's the thing here. Oh, you're marking something? You're marking something? Oh, does it look good over there? You're not going to see. You're not going to mark these fish. They're bigger, independent bass. And really what I've been doing is to get the flies that I'm looking for to catch these big bass. I can't throw small flies because the elephants eat peanuts. You are going to get a big fish to eat a small fly. That, That happens all the time. But to really weed these fish out and throw a big presentation, I've been throwing 8 to 12-inch game changers in various colors and bringing them, bringing them through these flats. And it's, it's been very, very effective, lights out effective. It, it's, a, it's a time thing. You have to get the tide right. You have to get the winds right. But it's, it's been really good for the spring bite and for the fly bite. Nice. So that's, that's yeah, that's, that's kind of what I, that's kind of what I've been um, geeked out on this spring. So I got another dumb question for you. Have you ever tied game changer and then made the first hook be like a jig head so you can throw it on spinning rods and have clients throw them on spinning rods or? No, I, you know, I, I haven't, I'm assuming you can, you know, I just, I haven't done that. And then I, my game changers are they're just not great compared to what some of these guys are turning out. I, I, I tie something and I'm embarrassed. And then I go online and I look and I go, Oh my God, oh my, you look at, look at this work of art. You're, you're scared to throw it. And, um, they're just, some of them are just, they're so, they're so beautiful the way these guys tie them up, man. And, uh, with with it with what he's done, you know, Blaine. I talk to people about, you know, the, the game changer fly. Some people, oh, it's cheating. Some people, is it a fly? Is it? But I mean, talk about you're not just changing a little bit about fly tying or fly fishing. I mean, you're you're changing the game to me. What he did with this thing. I mean, the confidence level that I have in it. I take them everywhere. I fish all over the place. Go on, you know, seven, ten vacations a year, all over the place to fish and. I have game changers in my box, my box, you know, now they have these lip changers and they, you know, pop changers and it's, it's insane. <laughs> so I'm able to do just a lot with them. So I got a question. You're making me smile from ear to ear. I got a question for <laughs> you. How do you end up with not just like a big ball of rust in your fly box? I know being, yeah. being freshwater, we can take our game changers and just throw them in the fly box and maybe open it, let it dry. Maybe not, you know, but yeah. they, they don't rust like, like they would if they were in the, the salt water. Yeah, so just be exactly you fresh water. I mean, it's it's a lot of work. It's it's the same way as that we talk about cleaning the boats. You know, you get guys back to the dock. You, you're you're dunking these things in. You know, uh, water soapy water. You know, not crazy soapy water, but I'm dunking my flies in water, washing them, spraying them with a hose. You know, with a with a good 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 hose pressure, and then putting them on a you know a rubber mat and letting them dry. You know, overnight on the the deck of my boat you know, on the, the console of my boat. So, and you still get rust. So we don't get the longevity out of them. These new hooks, you know, the A-Rex blue water hooks, they're, they're very, very good. But even them, you know, once you, once you start getting that enamel off and, and, you know, they, they do rust after a while. So you don't have these flies forever. Like some of the guys, you know, that I fish with, with pike flies that 
pike and musky flies that you you know you could have them for seven eight nine years and they're just they're at, they're still perfect um so even with the shanks i bet you find the shanks probably fall apart even before the hooks would then yeah the that, exa- okay so they, they exactly i was talking about the hook and not the, ex- the same exact thing yeah the shanks actually less um stout or or you know made with with uh as great a material as the hook so you you do i mean um I thought some of those those shanks are stainless steel that they're tying them on, and you know that usually gets me pretty good. And I mean, they're they hold up better than you think if you take care of them. I definitely could see using one, you know, in 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 the salt water and then just leaving it there every day. Yeah, you're gonna have an issue. But if you wash them down pretty good, I don't think they're like they don't just they're not just falling apart like you know all one year they're done. Not like a Honda Civic in Western Pennsylvania. <laughs> no, no, nothing like that. Saw eating yeah. that tin can right away. <laughs> that's yeah. hysterical. So, but yeah, that's uh, I was. I'm preluding something, but I was going to take some game changers down to uh to when I went down with Pogo, but I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to spend all the time tying these things and uh, yeah, you know, and have them just rot away to nothing. But I didn't know how long, long the longevity of that would last. Oh, that yeah, that yeah. was no. Um, I was just down there with them. I didn't throw any. Um, I actually did not throw any game changers. Uh, we did throw a bunch of different flies. Um, the stuff that we were doing in the uh, backwater and the canals was um, all micro flies. So all real small pattern stuff. So, let you mind getting into that a little bit now? Since you and me, yeah, uh, absolutely. We yeah, had no, just we had, I just got back from our uh, our big buddy. We call him Pogo Palm Tree now. <laughs> um, but yeah, he had just moved there. He was in for like four weeks when my wife and I went down, and he had gotten the boat, his boat, the day before we got there. So it was it was a learning experience for everyone. And man, we saw so many fish. It was it was incredible. And uh, and I farmed too, two tarpon. <laughs> But, oh man, yeah, it, 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 you know it, it. It happens, but yeah, it's, that's cool. Um, but that was yeah. He told. Go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say that was before he learned about the the micro deal. You know. Oh we, yeah, the micro flies. Yeah. We were throwing a little bit bigger flies, like in the the two inch range, two to three inch range. Yeah, he was talking to me about that when I was telling him I wanted to bring down some bigger patterns, and me being a salt guy and. uh you know, we're both, uh, me and Steve, we're both, uh, you know, we're A-type personalities. We're in it, you know, we're, we're in it and we want it. We're on the water and we're figuring out and we're the guy and you get me and him on the boat and I'm, I'm a salt guy and, you know, he's down there and he's learning it. And, um, you know, I want to bring these big lures and these big flies and Steve, you know, I have an idea about fishing in the dark and I have, the, you know, it's, it's Steve's great about, um, he's just a great teacher, but, um, in general, but he's like, you know, he slows you down, you know, okay, why? Oh, you know, that's cool. But, uh, you know, this is how, you know, I think this is the best way for us to do it tonight, you know, to target it. Cause I, you know, I know this and we kind of dial it in and, um, it was very effective. It was very effective. It was, it's very, very, very fun. A very, very fun fishery. What he, what he has down there. It, it was super cool. Did he take you to the no canal? Um, I, I guess I'm not sure if I, if I knew it by that we were, but, I mean, um, did you get, we were in a, we were in a lot of them. I got down there and like you said, he had told me how you guys got down there and he had the boat for a day and he was me and him kind of talk, you know, quite a bit. And, um, 
they was telling me, you know, YO is we call each other YO. He's YO, you know, this this over here. He goes, this is tough, you know, this is tough, and uh, trying to figure it out and 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 work it out. He goes, you know, I'm just hoping it was just cool to see one and get, you know, jump one. And we're learning it, and he was so juiced up and excited. I was excited, and we had planned on me coming down there, and he's have it a little bit more dialed in when you get there, and we were still kind of figuring it out a little bit when I got there, but he had certain aspects of it dialed in and um, we got to it and then just, you know, you get me and him on the boat together and it was just getting really juiced up and fishy. And I was starting to throw some flies that I had that actually, uh, a buddy, I actually posted a picture last night on Instagram of a, a buddy of mine, um, Instagram friend, Captain Casey, uh, tied me up these, uh, have you guys ever heard of an albihor fly? Have you ever heard of the albihor? I have not, but do you post, you posted it on your Instagram? Yeah, and I'll send you a picture after. They're really cool flies. I, 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 they're maybe an inch, an inch and a quarter to an inch and a half long, um, chartreuse and white, pink and white, little bit of epoxy with like a chenille front in there, like a something a little flashy with just a one feather off the back type deal. And uh, the albihor is a famous fly here on the East Coast, and it's been a big producer of, you know, uh, albies, false albacore, whatever you want to call them. But um, it matched the hatch so well when he was showing me pictures and like stuff about coming down there. I said, you know, let me let me bring let me bring a few of these down. And I had put them on. Well, I think it was the first night or the second night in, and I was getting some really good looks from the fish um, that were coming in on them. They seemed interested, and it, it just really worked out real well for me. I ended up getting a bunch of snook on them and uh, got a few looks on a tarpon, jumped two tarpon, and then ended up uh, landing one. How how big was the tarpon you landed? You know, I these are backwater canal tarpon. I mean, juvenile fish. I, I want to say 28 inches, you know, uh, t- uh, a 10 pound fish. Perfect fish. Oh, that'd be great. The perfect fish. Oh, I bet jumped. Oh, exactly. I bet jumped be halfway yeah. to the moon. I mean, <laughs> and even that, you're probably, what are you fishing, like a seven, eight weight? more yeah you know i wanted to fish i wanted to fish an eight weight um the way that i flew down there i didn't want to bring a lot of gear you know a carry on now they charge it for this they charge it for that so i packed light mm-hmm. i brought a couple of my fly um reels and steve had some rods down there and he said pete you know let's throw a 10 weight just because there were some bigger 30 to 40 pound fish in this canal system sure. and we didn't want to be undergunned if that had happened so even on a 10 weight though, I, I, it's, it's incredible, you know, what some of these fish do, you know, and I've, I've even seen it, you know, the difference between freshwater and saltwater species, like what's, what's really pulling on an eight weight. And I'll tell you what, some of these snook are 22, you know, 18, 22, 24 inches. And it's incredible that they pull a 10 weight like that. You know oh. what I mean? Yeah, man. They're, they're incredible fish. Yeah, it, it really is, and and even those, even those, even these tarpon, the tarpon um, that I got was, uh, like you said, just a perfect, perfect size fish uh, to catch. It was the coolest eat. Cast it in the back in the shadows. Came, brought it, brought it through. I got to see him come in. You know that fisherman feeling we all get when uh-huh. you you kind of know it and it's all happening so fast you can't say it out loud, but it's all playing in your head. And I saw him come behind the fly and smoke it, and I strip set, and in my head it's all it's all on. And he gave me the head shake right in front. It gave me everything I wanted out of the E to get one um, in backwaters like that. And 
jumped out of the water perfectly. Um, we we held on to him. We got him in the boat. It was was absolutely uh, just a, a a blast, you know. So to to do be able to do that, um, it was just it's it's just incredible. I mean, I have a passion for Florida. One day I want to you know, get down there and spend a lot of my time just geeking out and fishing. That's something I've wanted to do for years and years now. But um, to have Steve down there now and be able to go down there and and experience some of this stuff with him is just uh, epic. You know what I think the hardest part I found about that whole fishery was? What? When you hook a snook or miss a tarpon at 11 o'clock at night, (laughs) you're, you're still in someone's fucking backyard. Yeah. You know, you can't be hooting and hollering. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to, Mr. Loudmouth me. It's so funny you said that because I'm doing the same thing. And like, you know, you never know with, you know, he'll tell you, you never know with Pete on the boat what may come out of his mouth. So I was, the whole time I was trying to whisper. I was like, he's like, he's like, you're all right. Well, I go, yeah, I go, I'm just trying to focus, buddy, because, you know, I'm watching a lady in a hot tub right here. (laughs) Things that come out of my mouth get you, you get you thrown in jail sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, It was so much fun. I know, uh, I know night fishing is in your repertoire. Yeah. Have you ever been experienced or had to do uh the precision casting at night before like that like under docks and stuff yeah so the only thing i do a lot of night fishing for bass but it's not as technical as as like you said the precision stuff that you don't have to do um i am not a, a mouser by any means of of trout but i do have some buddies that are dialed in and I absolutely love it. If I lived closer to trout water and I had that in my backyard and I, I guess I didn't have as much going on with the fishery that I have, I'd be addicted to that, you know, throwing, throwing fly, you know, mouse flies at night. That's not as technical. The only thing with that is, is, is it's pitch black. So you do kind of have to imagine where your back cast is going and where you're landing the fly. So it does give you a little bit of a, I wouldn't say too much of an edge. Like I said, I'm not out mousing, you know, five times a week like some of these guys are. But it did it, and I'm in the dark a lot anyway, so it was okay. And some of that stuff is lit up pretty good there. Yeah, and I have pretty good eyesight, so it was it was good. But yeah, definitely technical. Definitely got to slow everything down. Um, one mention, you know, of of we're talking about fly size. It's funny. I had an EP bait fish fly, and it was a little bigger, and he kept talking to me about you know, small this and small that. And he was fishing some tarpon off in front of the boat. And I was in the back of the boat and he had the boat just perfectly positioned in the middle of this canal. So I could fish one dock and he could fish the other. And I had a dock loaded with snook and, you know, Steven's juiced up on the tarpons down there. And I'm, I'm telling him, you know, dude, I, I love anything. I, I'll catch every one of these snooks. So it doesn't bother me that, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm okay. Tarpon snook. It's I'm, I'm here for a great time. So I'm throwing this and I'm like, you know what? There's a couple big snook off this back, back pylon. You know, and they got this little fly, and I've fished snook before in the past. I, you know, I've, I've fished Florida quite a bit now over the last 10 years, and I'm I'm going, you know what? I need something to really, really make some movement. I got this purple and black EP bait fish, and I'm like, you know what? Let me just wet this thing and get it right back into the shadows and come through like I would work a, you know, a soft plastic for snook. Yeah. And sure enough, you know, one, the, the biggest snook on the, on the pylon came off and smoked it, you know? So here's a three-and-a-half-inch fly. <laughs> 
that's getting that's getting walloped. Um, I think with the smaller flies, when you're twitching them and moving them a little slow and ticking them, and they're jumping around like the glass shrimp and the and the glass minnows that are that are floating around in those lights that those fish are feeding on, you know, you really want to imitate what they're doing, so you have to go slow. But now, say you they don't get a look at it, and you throw a fresh fly in the back in the dark hit off of a uh you know a back embankment wall and then come through that light with a you know a nice big bait fish it can you start you know really stripping that thing fast snook love that speed you, i got i got a bunch of fish really really excited and i was i was lighting them up that's cool man did did he take you to the uh the place where we saw the peacock bass he didn't know and he told me you guys did that was like the uh there's a there's a pond or something by his house or a lake yeah yeah, he he was telling me he's like, you know, we could go do that, and we got down there. And I'm sure it was like you, you know, you get down there, and it's we're you, we're, you know, we're gonna do this, and we, and we were all over, you know, we were doing the connect, and I was so juiced up on just haven't seen him in a while and checking out his new spot and you know catching up with 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 him, and and we did as much fishing as we could do. And we were trying to explore new stuff and dialing and stuff like you know different things so well, i didn't get to the peacock spot but he definitely told me about it it's something that i would like to uh check out yeah man we didn't catch any but we saw a bunch and they're they're cool looking fish man I, i've never caught one so oh no so yeah i've had them um, i was a big fish tank aquarium guy when about mm-hmm. in my my early 20s i mean i was into it hard a couple five six hundred gallon tanks um and i had a few peacocks and then i was i from the aquarium thing i found out you know that they were in south florida and i only thought they were in the amazon and when that was you know when i figured that out we went down and i had been peacock fishing now for you know i've been on a bunch of peacock fishing trips um in the last 10 years and there's nothing they're they're just they're amazing if you're going to go freshwater fishing it's just it's a two pound fish will bend over a right it's like a small mouth on 40 monsters in a steroids it's insane <laughs> You you couldn't you can't imagine that a fish that's a pound and a half is pulling drag on a on a light tackle spin rod. You're just you, you can't even understand it. Speaking of that, did you get to throw any spin rods while you're down there? I know you're. I, you're... I, I yes, I did. We um we were out on the flat for a day and uh, we saw a uh, a, uh, a pod of of some sorts, a couple hundred yards off the boat, and um it was actually. Uh, a pot of uh of jacks jack Raval, and uh, they had some black tip reef sharks mixed into this pot it was the, the neatest thing and i threw some uh i threw some some spin gear in that and uh i hooked into a shark for a few minutes it's a 50 50 shot i think i had 30 pound bite 30 or 40 pound bite tip it on there so i i definitely yeah i did throw some spin gear um out in the ocean i didn't do any in the canals but um yeah, it was cool. See, you know, I'm I'm a big spin fly guy. Go back and forth, you know, for the situation. Yeah, I have a true passion with the uh, with the light tackle spin gear. I really do. So that was neat. And you know, he has to get he has to kind of pull me pull me and him out of there. <laughs> him because he's just learning it now. Me because I have see, I'm addicted to it like drugs. I'll I'll sit on that boat for 18 hours and do that. I mean, I just absolutely <laughs> love the shit. So you know, I'm addicted to it like drugs. <laughs> Hey, the tug is a drug, man. Hey, keeps out of trouble. He's looking for he's looking for you know trophy tarpon on the fly on the flats, and I'm like, no, why? Oh, over here, I want to catch some sharks on 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 jigs and topwater. (laughs) (laughs) So let let's move back home a little bit. Do you do you have any opportunity for that at home, like catching sharks and stuff? 
like that uh when, you, yeah, when there's not yeah, bass we, around it, yeah we you're saying like um like at catching sharks like on lures and stuff like tackle yeah we you know um not so much sharks up here like tackle flies uh, not where i am but a little further north and out into the atlantic a lot of guys bring in them bring them in with chum and then throw the, the shark flies after them um which is which is really neat. So you get a you get a little opportunity to you know to do that with the sharks. Um, a lot of guys are just obviously just bait fishing them, throwing a bit giant dead baits um, down and throwing out a chum slick, which I did on my skiff last year. It was my first shark experience on the uh, on the bay boat. So I took the twenty one footer off, and we got a uh, we got a three hundred pound blue shark on it. We tried to pull it on the skiff. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you, I got the video up there. Me and my buddy, yeah, we had a hell of a time with that. What did you think um, you were going to do with a 300-pound blue blue shark in the boat with you? You know, we didn't – well, here's the thing. The, 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 the two months before, previous to this, I'm down in Florida with a, 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 a very good, very good flats guide and buddy of mine, um, and we're, we're fishing um, the Everglades side – uh, for redfish and you know bones and stuff like that, and there's a lot of a lot of sharks in on these waters. And he goes, you know, um, we had an epic day. You know, you want to catch one of these? You want to catch one of these sharks on the fly? I'm like, yeah, yeah what we got to like chum and stuff. I'm like, you know, we got to do a lot of work. He's like, he's like, no, dude. He's like, this is Florida. These fish are aggressive. I'm like, oh, okay. We a couple fins come out of the water. We you know we get close to them. He basically just throwing a you know. A, the chopped rooster in half, you know, tied to a hook, you know, on, on the, off the boat. And literally you bring this thing by this thing's face. He goes nuts. And we put a, I'd say a hundred, hundred plus pound uh, bull shark on the front. I got a hundred pound bull shark on a 10 weight Hardy. Fought him for an hour, 45 minutes. <laughs> so, Holy shit. so he gets, he, the, the way that he was talking, he's like, yeah, we just put a tail rope around him, wrap him up, catch you a nice pick. And I'm like, oh, I'm like my pie eye. And I'm like, oh, my, I'm like a little kid. <laughs> and it, you know, I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> and this is happening. So I have this idea of me and my buddy out to sea in a 21 foot, you know, flats boat. Dude, let's just tail rope this blue shark and, you know, pull him on up over, the, over the bow. And he's like, we tried and tried. It was just too heavy. We right. tried to get the tail rope on. We couldn't. We couldn't get him up. So this guy probably does this fifty to sixty times a year with bull sharks, right? Yes. And you think you could do it on your first time with a three hundred pound blue? Yeah, that's it's just that's just how you know what I mean. I'm nuts, man. That's just how I. Hey, listen, I'm a MacGyver type guy. I get it done. I I can figure it out. You know, that's the type of personality I am. Easy, easy peasy. And I'm telling my buddy on the front of the boat, lift him up harder. You know what I mean? I got to get this tail rope on him. Things turning around trying to bite me. He's like, Pete, he's like, I, he's like, this is, this ain't going to happen. And then finally I'm like, you know what, you know, because I'm not here to hurt the shark and, and obviously ourselves. And I'm like, you know what, this is, you're right. It's not, I couldn't, we just could not get this. He was just too, it was just too big. You know, there's a certain size shark where you could get him over the boat. And, you know, put them back in the water. And then there's another, you know, then there's that, that shark that's just too big. And these guys that are putting the, the big sharks over the boat, they're killing them first. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. much easier. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that cracks me up. So was, was fighting the blue shark enough fun to make you want to go out and do it again or? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We're going to do it again this year. I got some gear. So we're doing them all on spin gear. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I, you know what, I'm good with a winch conventional, you know, these guys want to get on the back of the boat and turn a, you know, a, a pen, you know, 50 wide or, you know, 
100 and you know winch them in but you get one of these fish dude on spin gear now you're talking about blowing your arms off a lot of fun a lot of fun <laughs> so is there opportunity for makos there as oh, well? abso- absolutely makos and threshers are what we're actually going for we were actually in a zone where we don't really get the big pelagics like a blue shark coming in that close um the, the buddy what I, who I was with doing it on my boat was like, Pete, I, he goes, nobody's going to believe us when, you know, we got a blue shark this close to shore because we were not that far off you know, in, in comparison to where guys are going to get into big pelagic species. Hmm. Huh. That, that sounds like so much fun. It, you know, it, it, it is. It's definitely, um, it's, it's definitely something that you'd, you'd want to do it. You know, there's so much to do in, in fishing, as you guys all know, it's like, you know, some guys want to do that. And some, you know, and I totally understand a guy wanting to sit and throw, you know, dry flies in, you know, in a trout stream. It's, it's, I'm not, I'm not a a dry fly guy. It's not for me, but I, I could, I totally understand it. The technicality and the, the allure of it. So speaking of that, now that Pogo's in Florida, are you still going to go pike fishing? Do you still have uh, <laughs> friends to go pike fishing with? And I do, I do. My uh, my buddy, uh, my buddy Devin up in uh, up in Connecticut's holding down the pike for for me. So it was like when Pogo moved, I'm like, oh my god, where do I go? But um, over the last couple of years, um, by uh, becoming friends with my uh, my good buddy Devin up there, who gets a bunch of bunch of flies from you, Mark. Um, he uh, you know, he holds down the fort with me, so I'm up there with uh with uh you know the pike and uh, pike and smallmouth which i love them you know they're they're you know it's a, it's an hour and a half for me to really get in good pike and, and smallmouth water from where i am on the coast but uh there's times of the year where i just absolutely love sitting in a drift boat and casting flies into blowdowns i just i i just love it yeah letting someone else row your ass down a river i love oh, it god yeah exactly <laughs> like like po- like pogo pops will tell you Pete don't, Pete's cat, Captain Pete wasn't exactly designed to row a boat. Yeah, that's your business. <laughs> he was more made for a trolling motor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm on a, I'm on a, uh, you know, a Merc 200, you know, you know, going 40 over to, over the waves and getting you home safe. But as soon as it comes to, Hey Pete, you know, this is, I said, Hey, listen, I traveled to get up here. I take you out. I roll out the red carpet. I don't know if I'm necessarily rowing down the river. today. <laughs> I, I don't blame you one bit. And you know what? Never learn. Because then you'll, exactly. then you'll be expected. <laughs> the, th- the sneaky thing is, is when I was real young, you know, he would get me on the oars and he kind of figured out that I could get myself by, you know, that I would always, but I would always use that excuse. You guys, I would, uh, you know, guys, I, I'll row, I'll row today. You know, I have no problem, but I, you know, I don't want to hear anything. It's probably not going to be as good as you two fellas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to screw anybody up, miss a shot. <laughs> that that's always the best excuse. Oh, it's great. <laughs> so, uh the season coming up, uh what what are we looking in the upcoming months for uh for your striper fishing? So, these these fish are just um pouring into my local waters now and uh big fish and we're the bite has just been incredible um bait is around um they're feeding they're they're feeding in a in a, in a multitude of different ways we're catching them on fly you're catching them on dead baits you're catching them on top water poppers so everybody's just 
you know, geeking out hard on this right now in, 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 in the area. And then um, we get a little bit of a summertime lull where some of us diehards kind of dial in maybe a spot where, you know, they're holding where we could keep getting a bite, you know, throughout the summer and, and pick up decent fish. Um, and then, you know, you, you're going to go through that summertime lull where I kind of travel and migrate east up the coast um, to, you know, Rhode Island, Massachusetts and start to target them there. And then we start the whole trip from the from, you know, the north all the way back down, um, you know, in the fall and in, in October. But the next few weeks of fishing um, here is just going to hopefully continue to be like it has been the last few weeks um, and just be, you know, lights out. So it's been really, it's been really, really good. The fish have, the fish have been there. Um, and you know, we're not, we're getting storms, but we're not getting, we're not getting crazy weather. That's really throwing off the, you know, patterns for the fish. <clears throat> so when you saying you travel, you know, a little later on, well, uh, you know, how much is all this, uh, the gas price and everything else going to affect how far you really want to move from, you know, home base to go fish for them? Or is it just you're going balls to the wall regardless? It doesn't matter to you. No, that's an absolute great question. We've been talking about it all, all season now because uh, gas prices on the water. Um, you know, it, it's, it's tough. You know, it just, it really is, you know, at, at, you know, six and a half dollars a gallon on the water in some spots, you know, you're, 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 you're really needing to pick your, your trips. You know, a lot of times, um, in the past when, when I go out to a trip, it's like, I don't care. You know, this is what I do in the summer. I go and I, you know, it, it is what it is. Somehow, somehow we make it work. But, you know, these, this year with how fuel is even affecting the, the truck to drive your boat up there, you know, you're doing an hour and a half, two hour ride, and then another 40 minutes in the boat. And the trips are a couple hundred bucks on an, on an average day, a couple years ago when we had real gas prices. But in this climate, um, it's what, you know, it's a, it's a three, $400 day. So that also hurts because a lot of times I get uh, a call where, you know, Pete, I want to go get on Albies. I want to go get on these, you know, these top water bass and, you know, in the summertime on the reefs and it's out in Rhode Island. And I have to, I have to charge uh, uh, accordingly to that because it's not, it's not in my local scope. So this year with it being as high as it is, I'm really picking and choosing when I get the report that I'm looking for, for there being the fish that I'm looking to target up there. In other words, not just to go have a day or go catch a couple of, you know, fish up to, you know, 25, 26 inches on the fly, you know, really got to pick and choose now to go up in prime, prime time events. And when you do get those reports, are you going to burn a couple vacation days from your nine to fiver and just make it like a, a three or four day trip? <laughs> yeah, my, uh, exactly. If you, uh, my, my, I think my, uh, my old school Italian father wants to kill me because uh, <laughs> I was, I was taught from about uh one and a half year out of my mother's womb <laughs> to work until the day you tie and, um, striped bass and, uh, uh, fishing, fishing the salt has uh, thrown a, a chink in that, uh, in that chink. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, they, they know, uh, they know me at work. Yeah, Pete. Yeah. It's fishing season. Um, when they, they mean fishing season, that's a uh, year round. <laughs> so you're, uh, you're coming in here late. You're taking this day off and you're gone. And 
I, you know, I just, I get consumed with it and it's just everything. I, I just, I truly feel my, my best self out there and, you know, I absolutely love it. And I like to, I only like to build the business to share it with people and to be out there doing it and, and, and being out there because, the, you know, it's not Florida. We don't have the season to the seasons to, you know, progressively just keep targeting fish after fish after fish after species because we, you know, it's winter time, you know, like you guys, you know, same thing, you know, you get shut down in the winter, you know, so it's tough to not be able to do that year round your passion, but you know, it's why it's on. I have to take full advantage of it because it is so short lived up here and in the Northeast, as you guys know, are, are you looking to life goal to quit the nine to fiver and be a full-time fishing captain Pete? I would, you know, I honestly, yeah, what, what, yeah, I, I, I would, I would love to financially the way that I like to live and it's not conducive. Yeah. It's, it's fun and it works and it, and it pays a little bit of the, the, you know, the, the, what boat fees, you know, boat maintenance and, and, uh, you know, a little new gear here and there, but to, to really maintain your, yourself and, and do what you want to do. You, you can't, you know, you, I can't do it full time at the, at the moment. Um, it, you know, maybe, maybe one day things would be, would be different. Yeah. I, I didn't know if that everyone has their own scope, you know, I, I, yeah, no, I, it's, I can't it's do it. Something, <laughs> it. Yeah, no, I totally get you. Yeah, yeah, no, it is something that I, I would love to do. I just don't know if I, we ever have the, the, you know, I have enough to where I said, Oh, you know, Pete has enough trips in the summer and fall to be able to take off the winter and do it all over again. But, you know, maybe uh, 10, 15 years, you know, uh, half the season here, half in half in Florida after I, you know, I, I kind of learn where I want to be. I would like to have a place down there at one time in my life to be uh, to be down in, uh, in Florida and do that. I don't know. Professionally, um, I give so much credit uh, to those to those guys down there and real true old school Floridians who have really learned those waters and been stewards of the water and that fishery. And now with the technology and, and the, the advancements that we have, people go down there and you could kind of, you know, be a guide and, and because the fish are there and it's so abundant and learning that. But um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Millhouse podcast. Have you ever heard of Millhouse podcast? Um, what great salt. When, when I went to a uh, see Pogo, I, I binged and listened to the whole series. Whole, oh my god is it, it. Is it, isn't isn't it great it, it is there's some really good stuff in there you know um to me it just you, you start to listen to these stories and you go oh my god you know these are real deal fishermen and to pay homage to that and what some of these old timers al fluger and some of these old timers have seen and then compared to now and it's never going to be what they what 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 they once saw but at the same time it's just so incredible to hear about you know, that type of fishery and how special that is really. So, uh, not to change the subject too much, but to change it a little bit last, sure. last time you were on, you were talking about going and catching Cobia. And I think I hooked you up with my, uh, my redneck family in Maryland. You did. You, did. you gave me the information. Did, did you ever get a hold of them? I didn't. I never, I ended up <laughs> never pulling the trigger. I got caught up and, and then I got involved in a, trip with a buddy of mine that had it all set up and kind of invited me so it was all um set to go and i was it was going to be kobe and big reds in uh in the chesapeake 
and that we had a uh, a hurricane come in and it threw the trip off. And when we went to go reschedule, by the time the guy was available and it all lined up, it was kind of out of right at the end of the season. And the two gentlemen I was going to go with were like, you know what? We don't want to push it to get, you know, to get skunk. We wanted to go prime time. So I ended up missing out on my Kobe trip. I got to get in touch. I really do. I, I mean, if this guy will take me out, I'm down to go. I just sent you a picture of one they caught or a fish they caught yesterday. Really? Yeah. So I, I don't know how, uh, how internet savvy that is. So that, that's for oh, your look eyes. Oh, look at that. Look at that red. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm talking about, dude. That's it. That's a stud of a fish. Oh my God. Yeah. Stud. That's something that I'm really juiced up. on wanting to do is those, those bull reds, man. Yeah. That, there's a time and a place when the Chesapeake is the place to be for those. Yeah. And you, you, have you ever done it? I have not done the reds. I've done stripers. I've done Cobia. Um, I, as of like last year, we're doing an annual trip down in October. Reduce stripers and sick of deer. Oh wow! Yeah, it's a, uh, it's hunting and just the most fun you can have on a boat. It's super cool. That you know, that's epic. You know, that's that's what we all that's what we all do for those. Those are the moments, you know. Yeah, that's man. it. Do do you troll for striper at all? Um, to tell you the truth, not a lot. Um, a little bit. I've trolled. I've trolled. Uh, you know, when I feel the need to. If I if I feel that the bite is is slow or um, the fish are deep and I could, you know, pick them up, uh, pick them up on the troll, uh, you know, yeah, but, uh, typically no. These guys down there, they, they like trolling birds. Do you ever hear that? They like whirl on top. It look, kind of looks like a big yeah. whopper plopper. It's, I don't know. It's a different technique. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I hear you. I, I totally get it. Like almost like a, uh. Oh, oh, what you're saying is like a, a like a lure on top that's that's spraying yeah, water. It just no? it spins, kind of like a kind of like the back at, back half of a whopper plopper. Okay, yeah, with that double that 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 prop blade. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. That's that's neat. That's how they get them, huh? Yep, that's how they get them in the fall time, at least when I go down. Wow, that's cool. And we uh, they do it right in like the creek mouths and stuff when the tide's ripping in and out of the creek mouths. Oh wow! Yeah. That's that's neat. I, I would say, hey, can we just slow down so we can throw a fly in there real quick? <laughs> oh, I know, I, I know, I know that story. It's but you fish with guys that have like have their way to do it, and I go on boats like that too. Like we're going out, you know, we go to do all these um, jig and pop tunas offshore, and you're going by like bait pods getting blasted and all this water and i'm like man could you could you slow down so i could get like some some fish that i want man <laughs> they're like they're like no we got to get to the grounds <laughs> like, oh man so do you, do you do much tuna fishing you know i don't i wish i i wish i did i wish i did more but the uh where I'm located, it's a it's a it's an hour and a half to two hour ride in either direction, and then getting offshore to do it. Some of the inshore stuff that happens, um, you just have to be so, lucky. It's just such a small window for it, and you know each time you know each each year there's just such a small window for when they come in close, which I would like to do. I want those fifty to hundred pound bluefin footballs where I could throw a fourteen weight and get one. I'm not really interested to go troll for giant bluefin 30 40 50 60 miles off um 
you know, for a 10 hour troll to get one fish. That's not, I, I, I get it. I've done it before, but I'm not, that's not kind of my thing. I want to see footballs coming out of the water and, you know, throwing a flyer or, or a popper at them. Yeah, man. That, that sounds like the most appealing part of uh, going Albie fishing, you know? Oh yeah. That's that. The Albie fishing is like, you know, for, for fly, for fly, for fly nuts looking to like really get involved in something that's, that's feasible to do, but, but it's also, it's, it's technical and it is tough because there's a, there's a thing where you go Albie fishing, right. And you go out and even in these famous places to go Albie fishing, where there's a, a lot more Albies than even around where I am. And they have these big bait They start to get finicky on the fly. So now all of a sudden you're on this trip and you have, you know, what, 10, 15 shots, you know, in, in, in a few hours to, to get them. Um, and they don't want what you want, you know, they get real finicky on the fly, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's just lights out, but it's, I'll be, it's funny how Albi fever works because anywhere else in the, you know, not in the country, but maybe in the world, it's just this bait fish that everybody's chopping in half and using for shark bait. Yeah, we I... catch them by the dozen. <laughs> and in new England, it's like, 60 boats flying in on a on a pod like you would think that they were prized you know you would think it was a yellow fin tuna like you're gonna sell this to, to the japs at the dock <laughs> so this may sound stupid have you ever eaten the albies i have never eaten an albie but i did watch a youtube last year on somebody who did and I've heard some things from different people, you know, and there's the guy that, oh, you could eat everything guy. You got that guy. You yeah. got the guy that, you know, if you mm -hmm. cut it, if you, if you bleed them right there at the boat and eat them sashimi style with soy sauce, they're good. And then, you know, you got the guy that, you know, the best way to eat them is uh, to dig a hole in your garden and throw them in there. <laughs> and, and let it be a tomato. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let it be a tomato. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So they're kind of like a mixed bag on the whole Albi front, but most of the Albies are all going back. The uh, the one neat thing about about a, a false albacore is it never stops swimming that fast from the moment it is born to the moment it dies. You know, they have like an average lifespan, I think, of like 15 years, maybe a little longer, but they they never stop swimming that that's, you know, at that speed. They're they're always balls out. Yeah, they're not going, I mean, they're not lightening up like on when they're feeding on a bait ball, but they're moving through the water at a good pace of speed, you know, nonstop. They're never, they're never just stopped. And you're just launching them off the boat head first, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking A, it, dude. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. If you guys ever get, you know, if you're ever in, you know, Connecticut or New England in the fall and I tell you it, it could happen, you, you know, you know, you know, all, all of you guys are definitely you know get on the boat just come out because it's it's a blast it's just that's what one, one thing jay and i are sitting right here uh if we were to come out and say hey pete we want to go i'll be fishing when would be a perfect time to, to do that um you know it's sep end of september uh through through october um a little earlier a little later depending yeah. um that little last week of September, first week of October, second week of October, lights out. Um, we could trailer the boat and go into areas where they, they're more prevalent. Um, 
that's the thing with Albie fishing. You know, it's a, you want a, you want a, you want a nice big storm to blow them in close to shore, and then you want beautiful weather all the time and flat calm seas so you can see them. Because you're, <laughs> you know, you go out there. I've been out with guys where, you know, I listen, guys, we got it, we got to turn around. We're sitting in, you know, oh, buddy, I think I see one. Yeah, well, we're you know six foot chop over here off the beach, and I'm getting tossed. Like we can't stay in this too much longer because we you know we it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, man. Boat control is the worst i only know i only know from rowing not from your uh not from your experience <laughs> yeah but it, no it's it's the same it's the same if you got your boat control is boat control if you can't you know if you can't maintain it here you no know, you're in trouble so yeah it's definitely it's definitely a thing you know and you got you we got a, a window to get up but when it happens and you hook up and you're like you're hooked up to lightning like that i guess i would uh, equate it to you know steelhead fishing you know, when you, when you hook up, when you hook up to something like that, that's, you know, that's what, that, that's what's going, that's what's going down. It's like lightning in a bottle. I mean, to me, uh, freshwater fish, I don't live close enough to steelhead, but if I did, I'd be a full-time junkie. I mean, it, to me, they're just absolutely incredible. The, that, that fight is, is insane. So where we live, we're, we're an hour South of Erie, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. We have hybrid striped bass around here. Yeah. I said, if they jumped, no one would ever fucking chase a steelhead again. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> steelhead, they, they yeah. get to jump and they're, they're pretty. Those hybrid striped bass pull, they pull like a freight train. They eat streamers, man. They're, they're the best. <laughs> yeah, they do. They look safe. Uh, one of you guys just posted a picture today of one, right? Nice one. Yeah, possibly. That was me. <laughs> oh, wasn't you? Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I want I actually I would I would love to get I want to get one I would love to get one I don't I don't think I have I think, no, I think I maybe have a hybrid I got a hybrid in Florida in a lake once but a small one I would love to get a hybrid in a river come on down if you're if you're okay yeah. with a dog friendly house I, you can stay here <laughs> yeah dude, that'd be epic I'd love to do I'd love to do that got, one time yeah we definitely gotta we got definitely all, one of these years gotta do that we got all kind of fun stuff around here bowfin are just starting to kick off oh it, yeah it's a good time Really? Do you guys get you guys got a nice bowfin bite down there? Oh yeah, it's we have a, little, a we have a little one. Yeah, yeah, we have a good we have a decent spot that has a lot of them, so they're easy they're easy enough to go get a couple. Yeah, that's sick, man. I love bowfin. That's a lot of fun. I do do that up on Lake Champlain, but um, they're they're I've never I've never gotten a a, a really good one, and I, it, for some reason they they elude me the, the way that I've done it. I, they, I can't get I can't get these big ones to, to, to well, take a fly for me. Well, if you're gonna get a big one, that's the place to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're they're you know, but just getting them, you know, they're they're really cool looking. I mean, I, I guess. I get Florida has, you know, the invasive, they have the snakeheads down there, which is, you know, it's similar, but it's cool because the bowfin are natural and it's a real cool thing. We got some of them in Connecticut and guys, there's a few guys at very, very, like you said, very secretive spots that these guys know where they are and they, they target them for a very short time of year. But, uh, yeah, bowfin are sick. So you brought up snakeheads. When I went to Maryland, we were supposed to go out shooting snakeheads at night with bow and arrows. Really? Yeah, man. Because wow. I, guess, I guess the snakeheads are delicious, but uh, the, wow. t- the tides were just wrong. You want the tide to be low for shooting snakeheads, and it was backwards at night, so we didn't get to go. Oh man, that's crazy! Yeah. I didn't even know. I didn't know people. I didn't really know like snakehead was. I, I'm sure you could eat it, but I didn't know it was like something where people were like, "Oh, they're really good." That's oh. that's interesting to know. Yeah, they're they're really really good from what I hear. 
Wow. I my cousins down there shot seven last year in, in a night and said they ate them every way you could think about eating them and they were awesome. They're fantastic. Wow, that's sick. I would assume they are. It looks like a, just a big chunk of piece of meat that comes right off of the the head. I'm assuming. That, yeah, it's probably good. Yeah, probably man. can't be too much different than catfish. I um, imagine it's yeah. similar. I, I that's just me just throwing it out there. Yeah, I, you probably know, kind of a similar type of fish. Absolutely, I think I think that's probably exactly what it's like, right, or something close. That that'd be my guess. And catfish is good. Uh, I'll eat some catfish. That's yeah, I like catfish a lot. Yeah, for freshwater fish, I think it's probably in my, my up in my top three. That's my favorite for fish tacos. Catfish. Yeah, man. Oh yeah. So real good, Captain Pete. Is there anything that we haven't hit on that you think we should be? I don't think too much, you know, just coming in and checking in with you guys was great. Thanks for having me on. I mean, that was, that was awesome. Um, you know, just no, nah, I think we, I think we're good. Just the fishing and the fishing has been good touching base on the salt. If anybody wants to, to come out, I, you know, I suggest either early spring and, and gear up. I think one of the, the things, uh, I guess I could say about if I was going to talk about, you know, my fishing here on the, on the, on the cast here is I get a lot of, um, inquiries uh late in the late in the season and then you know i'm pushing you out into the fall because i'm either either booked up or that's when the fishing picks up again and a lot of guys um and gals i guess miss out on that early spring bite we have a very early spring uh you know bite for striped bass i think a lot of people think about um these uh northern states where the bite really picks up in uh june and in late june and, and we're catching these fish you know um end of march you know middle of march april is is a serious serious fishery and a fly opportunity for uh for all different sizes of uh fish and if someone wants to get in touch with you what what's the best way the best way to get in touch with me is through um social media my instagram page i just have it set up like that um you could uh you could look me up online. I know with with Google it's it's tough. You get those uh other other rising tide fishing um charters throughout the country pop up before me. I know you got with the algorithms with Google and everything, you have to, you know, pay to have that your you know, your thing pop up first and all that. So I don't know necessarily about saying, hey, go you know, go find my website, but um Captain Pete on Instagram um is probably the best way to uh, get in touch with me. Um you know, or, or, or looking me up on looking me up on Facebook or under Pete Romano or Captain Pete and then uh, go on the website or uh, give me a call. All my information is there. Yeah, man, we're, we're definitely going to make our way out fish with you. Uh, it, it sounds like a blast. We love having you on the show. Um, I, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> one, yeah, thank, one of these yeah, days thanks, we're I'm dying to have I'm dying to really have you guys out and there there's I think we, I think not only you know we, we're gonna have you know just a lot a lot of I like to have a lot of fun I, I'm sure you guys we, we, <laughs> we can tell I like to have a lot of I like to have a lot of laughs and fun on the road and, uh, and um, you know also you know also really fish fish hard so yeah I would it would be an honor to have you guys out and, and do that bring everybody and uh, we'll we'll make it work and. You know, de- depending on the times of the year, you know, it's sometimes it's it's lights out. There's there's times of the year where it's just absolutely easy to do and lights out, and then there's times of the year that you're working for it. So, you know, just um, getting in touch with me and then dialing it in, and that not only goes for you, but that goes for anybody else that wants to come and 
come and do this where I'm located in, you know, in the, in the country. Um, it's just, it's just, it's tough to pick a day. Like, you know, where you say you're going to go pike or smallmouth fishing, you just go, okay, you know, Tuesday of, of June and if, whether it rains or not, it's so tied and time dependent and the way that we want to fish them with the light tackle and the flies, we really try to, uh, dial it in within the, you know, the month of, of what the best opportunity is. So that's that, you know, that's the whole thing. But and, yeah, call me up and uh, we'll uh, we'll get it, we'll get you out there. We'll get it done. Sounds good. I know uh, we have a mutual friend, Dick Gross. He's been out there to fish with you, and he just man, every time I'm, I talk to Dick, he just speaks most highly of you. And he's like, you got to get out there. You got to get out there to fish with Captain Pete. So he uh, he said oh, he had a man. wonderful time, yeah, and he Dick just has everything. Great, yeah, great, great guy. He came out. Um, he's everything you want out of uh, somebody coming on a boat and, and fishing with you. Uh, he honestly, he, he comes out and he is so full of, full of life and, and, and happy and just smart the whole entire time. Great conversation. Um, yeah. So in, in turn, he's a, he's a wonderful guy and we've had, we have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun and he travels. He he's, he's incredible because he's not really stationed in Connecticut when he comes in here, you know, sometimes he's in Jersey or New York, which is an hour and a half, two hours away in some locations. And this guy gets in a car and says, Pete, I'm coming to, I'm coming to see you. We're going fishing. And I, you know, I tell him, Hey, you know, Hey man, I, you know, either tonight's going to be a a tough one or I think it's going to be good and we could get it done. And he comes with bells on dude. And it, and we, we have an absolute blast. Yeah, man. He's, he's always up for the good time. Mm Mm-hmm. He's, yeah, he's, he's great, come out he's here. Great, it's a great, great dude. I hope to see him. Uh, actually, hope to see him soon. Yeah. I, so yeah. Last time we saw him, he was heading to Canada. He said, yep. "I'm getting the fuck out of here, guys. I'm going north." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's that guy. Travels. I mean, he's got the he's got the life. He's like, I'm over here. I'm over there. I'm like, man. I'm like, you're. He's he's always traveling. Yeah. For work, right? Yeah. So, but but. You know, even though he's traveling for work, he's getting to see, you know, real cool parts of the country. Yeah, and he's making friends along the way. Oh, it's absolutely epic. Sounds like sounds like a great life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. So, all right, man. Well, hey, we're going to get rolling, let you get back to your yeah. evening, uh, maybe wash some game changers down. And, uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and thank you for your time. Hey, guys, thank you so much for thinking of me, having me. Love the podcast. Love you guys. And I will talk to you soon. Have a great rest of the season. Oh boy, Pete's so much fun. <laughs> you like that, don't you, Jay? Yeah. Because we're yeah. gonna talk about yesterday's float. Yeah. 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 I get it. <laughs> so, so yesterday we got uh, but you're laying down. <laughs> we uh we did a dawn patrol boat launch. We did. Which I I'm thoroughly glad we did because where we were gonna launch is no longer accessible. We had to <laughs> think on the fly. Sheesh. 
You know, it'll be it'll be really nice when it's done. It will. You know, uh, thank gosh they're doing all the work because I mean the bridge has been shut down since I was in high school. Yeah, I don't think I ever legally drove on the other side of that bridge. I remember when we were kids when it was all open. Yeah, your dad drove on it and took us up there. Yeah. The other side, like on the way yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. But I never drove on it. I remember in the opposite side there, there used to be like a, a, a place you could launch. Oh, yeah. There was like a place you could drive down off the other side. Yeah. Way back. This is way back. We were kid kids. That used to be called, when we were in high school, we used to call that Hazard County. And Jesse Wozniak would take his gremlin back there and jump it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, up under the road. That, that's probably why it's posted now. <laughs> but, but yeah man we got a bright first thing in the morning float uh, yeah we found a nice spot though it was you, <laughs> don't know if it was legal or not but hell we put in there anyway it was really close though i mean it was like no literally could have rode my trailer down into the water right there and yeah. just launched if i wanted to yeah it, it was really nice it, it mm -hmm. worked out awesome yeah but uh it what it was you you and Pat and myself and your dad. Yes. In two vessels. And mm -hmm. man, we had a great day. We did. The, the water was up. The water was moving. Holy shit, it was. <laughs> I was having trouble uh, keeping slow enough that I wasn't bumping into you guys. My, Since you have the false floor in yours and retain water, yeah, I think that's what slows self, you down. Yeah, self-bailing. Yeah, it does. It, it, it It's good. I like that feature just because you can... You can maintain and, and and move a little slower than if the boat's not that way. I I told you I said, man, I haven't been able to stop like stop rowing. And you're like, neither have I. I looked at you and you're like, your arms are out. You're like just lazy. Well, yes, I, I was slowly getting, back rowing. I was getting two stroke counts to your one. I was sure. Like, Holy shit! This is wearing my ass out. <laughs> but so I wondered if we were talking about it. I wonder if there was a way to like. There, there is, but, but I like going the speed of the river or just a hair slower. Almost, man. If you even, do you think you could even just like drop like a like a panel off the back of the boat, like down? I mean, not. I guess you wouldn't want to drop it too far, but it's something that you could even almost adjust. Like so, when you were about to come in, I, like you could just pull it up and it would be fine. I'd just rather go in front of you, so I don't have to. I can just go. Just a, a well, that's, that's not that's not gonna work though. All the just time. a sixteenth faster than you. <laughs> you guys were behind us for fucking quite a while and way far behind. I wonder where the hell you guys even went. We were lost. We we're the lost boys. Yeah, you guys got lost somewhere. <laughs> Me and your dad were doing nefarious things. But yeah, it was it was a good float, man. And there were some big fish caught yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> we were we were going down through and we put on Outcast at first and. Yeah, it's like, what? what's your dad think about listening to this kind of music? And I'm like, I don't know, he doesn't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> like, he's not that old. I'm like... He'd prefer Boston, but he likes Outkast. <laughs> yeah, he'll deal with Outkast. I'm like, my mom ha used to play some of these songs from these albums, you know? My mom liked Outkast. He's like, what? Like, my parents aren't that old. They're, you know, younger for... Yeah, for you know, the, the for having, children for having, Yeah, for having a 40-year-old there, you know, pretty young when they had me. So, you know, they're still... He's still spry enough to stand on your boat and and cast and and not have a not have a lean bar. He did better than Johnny did last week. And then he's a, you know for be fifty eight. 
59, 58, 59 this year. So, you know, he still he still holds in there. But a couple uh, of trout sets later. I mean, he did a, a couple couple of decent sets I saw too though. He did. He did, but he did a couple of There ama- were a couple of trout sets. A couple of amazing trout oh. sets. <laughs> not to not to throw our buddy under the bus and I love him. He he had a nice trout set as well on a fish. <laughs> what was that? A trout set? Yeah. But he is from Troutland, so your, your dad did an epic trout set and brought a stick in. I said, "Is that a rainbow log?" <laughs> he said, "No, it's a brown log, asshole." It's a brown. He said a good comeback. <laughs> but yeah, Pat caught. <clears throat> he ended up going from the swim fly to a like a Clouser style fly, and caught a smallmouth. And because I beat him to death on it. And I, no. I had just missed a. We were we were we were racking our brains a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, and it being that high, we know we know better. But it it was weird because I had missed a fish. I said, "Ooh, ooh, I missed a fish," and then caught Pat caught that one, and I switched out real quick, went to a clouser, and I felt tick 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 tick. And I set into it, and my rod just doubled over. Man, I I had one of those seven weights, same seven weight you had, mm-hmm. and uh, you like that. No, oh, yeah, no. Same said uh, what you had. No, mine's mine's being fixed. <laughs> but uh, but it's already in the process. It went boom, and my rod just doubled over. I was like, oh shit, this is something big. And then it was just bulldog, bulldog, bulldog. It wasn't like laser runs or anything. I was like, this isn't a hybrid. It's just bulldogging, and then like every time I'd pick it up off the bottom, it would just bulldog back down. I was like, oh man, it went right underneath the boat one time. As it, soon as it like bulldogged you underneath the boat, because. For some reason, your buddy in his boat doesn't bring his own net <laughs> or 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 his own anchor. So it's like, all right, well, what are you doing with the boat? No, no anchor? What? You don't have a fucking net? So this fucking, you know, this fish is getting caught. I'm like, do you need a net? Yes. So As we, a, a matter so, of fact, I do. <laughs> Pat with a nice net. From another boat, I'm trying to chase your boat around, and this is, as this catfish is dragging your boat around, my dad's trying to row and not and not spike your metal boat into the side of my raft and pop it, and not knock me off the casting platform. Oh, that would have been the, that would have been funny. At least the water's warm. Yeah, the water's warm enough. It would have it would just been funny. Yeah, but it ended up being probably a seven pound channel cat. Yeah, it had big head. It was a big fish. It was wide. Enough. For a seven weight, you know, for sure. And like I told you, I've, over the winter, I bought a couple packs of those Mustad hooks. Those are the junkiest pieces of shit I've ever bought in my life. I can't believe you bought Mustads. Well, they were cheap and on sale at the fly shop. And I was like, uh, I'll, I'll grab a couple and just tie some clousers. I'll catch smallmouth on them, you know. And yeah, I'm not going to make that mistake anymore. I'm <laughs> staying a- all A-Rex all the time. Yeah. But... Yeah, I'll just take the number two. Number two, just a regular number two. Like K Rex. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That that what I Perfect should have. Perfect size clouser. But uh, I uh, yeah that the mustad it held, but barely. It was all straightened out by the time <laughs> I, by the time we took it out of the fish's mouth. So definitely don't throw those for the uh, the big dogs. No, absolutely not. Because once we uh once we got to where we catch those fish. Pat blew out his flip flop. He couldn't wade. I wanted him to catch one. Yeah, 
and since he couldn't wait, I was like, well, uh, you seem to be lily dicking in your raft. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to see you no, guys. I was, I, was, I was getting elevated before I was about to go catch a hybrid, and then you raced me over there. You had, if you had told me you were racing, I'd have, I'd have beat you over there. <laughs> but I don't know. I beat you over there. In first, you did. First cast, my rod went boom. I was like, oh, shit. This is for real, guys. I was like, hey, hey, guys, over here. I got one. <laughs> even before, even before I watched your first cast in there, I was already watching you. This fish hit on top of the fucking water. All yeah. I see is this giant splash, and you just pull bend over immediately. And I'm like, <sighs> I was like, all right. So I, 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 I just had, I just stuffed a, a fresh one, dude. <laughs> it was fresh. I'm like, motherfucker. My God, give me five fucking minutes, Chad. You you could have raced me over there in five fucking minutes, Chad. No, I had to do two songs right now. Fucking, I could have smoked one, and you, we could have went over there and fucking did our thing. So now I fucking so I take one fucking good rip, fucking gag that down my throat. So and is that what happened? What do you mean? That's your, what your, happened? Your lack of judgment. No, no, it, no, no. That was the problem. I didn't get enough of it. That was my lack of judgment. If I'd have been fully fucking. Gone. I'd have, I'd have treated myself right. Situation. Not been a dumbass. But yeah, man, that big fish in high water, it it whooped my ass. Oh man, they're something so, else when it's a thousand. Yeah, and like I said, I just I held my ground, side pressure on that fish. I landed it five, probably five yards downstream from where I hooked it. So it was a little further than that, but okay, sure. twelve yards wasn't much further. But I'm I'm not judging or saying anything. But yeah, just wasn't far. You gotta break their spirits, break their will. It's like you're in the military, break them down, and don't build them back up. Sure, <laughs> depends. That's you know where I learned to fight fish like that on that butter stick, for real. Because if you didn't fight them like like a madman, you weren't gonna get them in. Because that, that butter stick was, it taught me a lot about fighting fish. And, I don't know, it was a big fish, and you netted it like a fucking champ. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> I, I think... It I, was the stiffest, it was the stiffest, blah, blah, stiffest fish I've ever netted in my life. I think it described it as a fifth grader wearing sweatpants. For real. <laughs> like, 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 this thing was, like, <laughs> as stiff as a fucking board. At what, like... Totally vertical. How, how I mean... And it's a pretty good size net. I mean, it's not a little baby net or no, anything. It a, it's it's a real man's net. I mean, it's it's made for good size fish. Yeah, it's steelhead net. Yeah, you know, yeah. people relatively speaking, it's a steelhead net. Yeah. Uh, hmm. But this fish was just uh, how how long? How big do you think that fish was? Twenty. I have no idea about the length. I have no idea. I didn't even guess that. Um, I'm guessing. I'd say twenty-two, four, five, something. Twelve pounds. <laughs> Yeah, 10, 12. Yeah, that, that's my guess is 12. But I, I could be wrong. I could be blurred by the by the glory and the light of the fish. But it felt... It was huge. It, it felt was flawless. huge, man. It was, I, I would say, 10... Okay, so we always class them. Like, there's, like, classes. There's, like, the cookie cutter, you know, I haven't seen many of. I, the first two I caught this year were cookie cutters. They were six to seven pounders. 
I mean, like the, even the four to five pounders, I haven't seen many of. Oh, I haven't seen those in years. Like even yeah, a couple years ago, you, you you know you catch a four or five pounder, four or five pounder was normal, yeah. four or five pounder, and then you get your, you know your six to eight, then there's the eight to ten, then there's the like the one I'd say the one that I caught the other day was more like an eight to something because it was not much smaller than the one you caught. No, yours was yours was nine or ten pounds, I'd say. Yeah. And that uh, the one you caught had the full fucking pan. It yeah. was the full pan. Like it had no like curve to it at all. Like mine had. It, it was like a fucking pie pan. The one you caught last week was the same size as the one I caught when I was with Floyd the Pussy Magnet. Mm-hmm. And the one he caught was probably fourteen pounds. His was an ogre. It was it was every bit of this wide. Probably no, sure. probably eight inches wide mm-hmm. at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Floyd the Pussy Magnet added me on Facebook this week. Oh, cool. <laughs> I haven't seen him down there. It's good. So. Maybe we'll run into him tomorrow. I'm going tomorrow. Today. When this airs. Yeah, when this airs. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be down there after work. And uh, going home to get my stuff ready after we get done recording I, here. When we get done recording here, I'm going home to have some dry flies for vacation. Yeah, man. I'm pumped. Uh, we got We got one more fish to talk about. On yesterday's float. Oh, yeah. Yeah, keep it going. So we, we get down almost to the end. Your dad's losing hope. He's losing hope. He's like, I don't know, man. And he throws up in this pile of grass, like right on the bank. He's on the bank. Drug it in. It splashed. It might have been in three inches of water. And he sets the hook, which he did a good hook set. He stripped, and then he lifted the rod to, to gain the slack up. And it was a good hook set. And I see a silver flash. I was like, what in the fuck is this? It's not a smallmouth. It was a big silver flash. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder if it's one of those rainbows that people have been catching. I, said, oh, I, I don't know. That that was a pretty big silver flash, I Rick. It was a pike. Yeah. It was nice. It was a nice pike. Yeah, right in the side of the mouth. So the mono had no chance of being uh, marred up by the teeth. Yeah, and that was, oh. that was on a single hook fly, too. Yeah, and we tried calling you up to... To come, to come get us, but you, you're like, this wind's killing me, guys. I can't do it. It was wind. It was, it was. You know, the current was still it, it was moving. The, we could see the takeout. Yeah, but uh, I ended up gilling it. Yeah, you did a good job. You did. Got some nice pictures of that fish. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice little fish. Yeah, well, it was probably 22, 23 inches. Yeah. It was, yeah, it, you know, I, when I once I see, saw the picture, it was a little thicker than I thought it was. Yeah, you know, from yeah. halfway down the river, it, it was a nice fish. Yeah, yeah, and it then, came right out of where you, where we always say they're musky and shit. So yeah, why wouldn't he be sitting there? I always catch smallmouth right where, right, I exactly in that pile of grass. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm going, ready for it to come down. I'm ready for come down. I'm ready for summer fun. Throw some poppers. poppers. Oh, Jinx. Oh, my God. Please, can I get a couple poppers? I tied a popper on yesterday for about and seven I, about seven minutes. <laughs> if I want to catch something, you know, really good size, I'll throw on a, you know, good size game changer or something silly. And, you know, D&D like I have on now even, yeah. you know. I mean, if you're really hunting something good size. You just swap it back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, have one set up with each. Yep. Like always. So, speaking of that, we were talking about vacation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm pumped. Um, we got a couple shows in between now and then, but we got 4th of July coming. 
stuff. I think we might have one or two shows between now and vacation, and it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, man. We're gonna start yeah. tying dry flies, doing the Appalachian brook trout thing. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, I've never fished in Tennessee. Well, no, I have. I've fished in Tennessee. Yeah, for musky, but we haven't done this kind of kind of fishing there. Uh, I fish in Tennessee for stripers as well. I haven't uh, I've been haven't been in the Smokies for quite a while. I've never been. Abby and I were, we were. It was really young in our you know relationship, like thirteen years ago or so. So it should be fun. I'm I'm pumped to go back. It was beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful area. Uh, high density of black bears. My wife wants to see black bears, and they're gonna. I, they think they're gonna plan on doing some horseback riding, some shit. And Chad and I, like we said, we want to walk up some some streams and throw some dry flies for some brookies and some small trout straight up man i want to catch some brook trout yeah man i'm down i hate brook trout yeah you do <laughs> yeah no it should be that should be great no that, that sounds perfect uh you know it'll be fun my cousin shane it'll be his first uh fly fishing i think experience so you know Break this is the right. best way to break them in. Yeah, break them in right. Walk a small stream, have a good time, you know. We'll be able to... We should do some recon, though, on stream before we take Shane, just because of his, his legs issue. Maybe I... You know, I mean, rocking on rocks and elevation changes and stuff might not be the, the most easy for him. Yeah, we'll, we'll make sure. Yeah. But I, I think he'll be... He seems like he's been doing pretty good with everything. I think he could... You know, he can stick it out for a day. Yeah, I think he'd get in the raft too. I think I'm off to get him out on the raft soon too. But absolutely, you know, getting him out there, I think it'll be fun. Even if he's out there just you know, hanging, you know, watching it for a little while and getting to, like, just taking in like what you know what okay watch what, for what, a minute yeah what, draws what it us is in. what it is you know and what you know yeah exactly. I told him uh, I think he's gonna go. I think he's gonna go with me tomorrow. Oh, is he? And I think I'm gonna have him just slap something down through in the first spot there, and take that fly and put it on a sinking line. <laughs> yeah, I know. Take, I know. Take that fly and do it on your floating line. Yes. Yeah. Either which way, I know. Th those are both Zach flies too. <laughs> yeah. I got a couple others in the in that box too, but I'm gonna take this one for sure. This is gonna be the one. It's gonna slap one that's, right away. That's the one I requested him to tie. I think he'll be able to. He'll be able to get get out there and wade too. It'll be all right. Yeah, they dropped it. They, yeah, he should be fine. Yeah, tennis shoes. He'll be all right. Yeah, cast some gear. Oh yeah, if, if he throws for Rapala. Yeah, that's probably about a three or four inch Rapala. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You swallowing that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> apologize. I was sick a little while ago. I'm still. Lord, still, I apologize. Still, still, trying, still trying to keep it out of there. So, we got anything else we want to hit on? No, just uh, that's about it. Like you said, you're going to tie some dry flies. I got to make sure my box is all right, get all my floating and all my things ready of that nature. And Yeah, I got to make know me. I gotta place an order to Queen City Guiding for uh, for dry fly stuff. Floatant in 5X. <laughs> yeah, I don't man. have any of that bullshit. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, I, you know, it's been a little while since I've got to do something like that and you know, going out west, you know, doing that was fun, and man, I'm down. Whatever's whatever's popping off. Yeah, popping off. Oh, so are you gonna talk about swallows? Yes. Okay. Just for a second, no, dude. It, just because you it just was super said that, cool. and I thought it was the coolest fucking thing in the world. So we have a nice, 
I, just to change the subject off of our, where a vacation will be coming up, we'll, we'll hit on it a little bit as we do a little more, you know. Prepping. Yeah, but <laughs> just on our river the other day, or just yesterday with our float, uh, our early morning float, man, the barn swallows, or the bridge swallows, we'll call them there, uh, a mayfly would come off, a sulfur, we'll have to call it, right? Pat is not a believer in blue, pale morning duns. So it's a sulfur, I guess. Uh, they're yellow, white. They, I don't know. They come in plenty of different variety of colors. Mayflies on our on our river, but uh, nice big ones were coming off, and these swallows were just fucking mauling them as they were coming. It was off. so cool. You could you could pick one. It it just started uh, left the water, and it would get like seven or eight feet off the water, and boom, it was the coolest. Gone. Yeah, that was that was really cool to watch. It man. was for real nature as metal. <laughs> it was. It was awesome. They didn't miss one, man. They were waiting. It had obviously been happening. Yeah, and they, I'm sure they do the same thing with the uh, with the caddis. But the I didn't see as many caddis. The well, other the caddis day. are harder to see. Like with our human eye, they're not white. Sure. <laughs> oh yeah, they're not huge and white. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, even yeah, that was that was super cool to see. But other than that, no, I have nothing. Okay. Tonight's show brought to us by Predator Flagger. Check them out at PredatorFlagger.com. Sims Fishing. SimsFishing.com. Tonight's show has been recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check Mark out at UrbanFlyCompany.com. Airx Hooks. Don't tie a mustad. Tie an Airx Hook. AirxHooks.com. Hell yes. Let me second that one. Hey, tonight's show is being brought to you by Queen City Guiding. Check Ryan out at QueenCityGuiding.com. Down to Earth Financial. Hey, don't call the bank, call Frank. Yeti, built for the wild.